You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. So it's welcome to a new series of the Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix podcast. We're back after an 11-week break. It's Friday the 2nd of August 2019 and hopefully, well, I can hear him flapping his bits of paper there in the background. Hopefully my co-host Rappo is with me. Come in, Rappo! The place where legends are born. Afternoon, Deeks. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. Bit nervous because this new podcast thing, I've uh, got to get back to used to doing it again, haven't we? I know, mate. Series two. Got to get back in the swing. Of... Episode 25 as well, David. It's, mate, a little landmark. Ah, right. You won up on me yeah. on that one. I hadn't bothered counting. <laughs> so. Episode 25, right, OK. Yeah. So what have you been up to in the summer? Anything much playing cricket, I expect, of you, or what? <laughs> no, not really my game, that one, Dave. Um, no, I had a couple of games of tennis with Rach, mate, but she, she's far too fit for me, Dave, so I'm not <laughs> that on the edge. <laughs> um, but, yeah, managed to get the old golf handicap down to 18.2, mate. <laughs> yeah, doing well, doing well. Uh, yeah, got a long way to go, mate, but playing a bit better, mate. Good, good, good. Right, so it's a new season. Um, well, all but, in fact, we're a few days away from the start of the first league to begin down here. And uh, we're hoping to bring in more of the same with perhaps a few different things thrown in from time to time, aren't we? Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, a bit of fun, mate, with a few players uh, every couple of weeks or so, Dave, if you've got a bit of time, mate. Yeah, a bit of fun. That's what it's all about, isn't it? We- we're here to yeah. uh, try and enjoy it, aren't we? So, uh... Exactly. OK, so loads of bumper interviews uh, this week to come uh, a little bit later. But uh, before we start on those, what about catching up a little bit? Uh, there's been quite a bit happening down here in the summer. Um, you know, despite no football on the pitch, there's been lots of things to talk about off it, hasn't there? Yeah, there has, Dave, isn't there? The, the old forums kept busy, mate, isn't it? With the old uh, Baron Weeks. <laughs> Plenty going on. Yeah, now let's very quickly touch on some of them. Um, Truro, managerial moves. Now, did we foresee uh, Wilkinson only being there two weeks as as full-time manager? Yeah, uh, I think we did speak about this in the last season, Dave, didn't we? But um, I suppose you can't blame him for, you know, when a league one club comes along, mate, you know, up, up to near where he's from, you know, it's a no-brainer for him, I suppose, Dave, wasn't it? Yeah, Paul Wooten. I mean, they didn't take long to get the replacement, did they? No, no, they did move quick, to be fair, mate. Yeah, to be fair to City, mate. You know, I think a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom, mate. But obviously, Paul Watton, you know, what a fantastic career he had at Oracle, mate. And, you know, if he, if he manages like he plays, you know, you certainly give it 100%, mate, wouldn't he? Yeah, could be a few cards shown to the dugout yeah. as well, I reckon. But uh, yeah. there we go. What about um, what about this uh, James Lorenz thing? Now you know um, James from obviously Kenny Youth play, if nothing else. Um, what are your thoughts on he signed on as a contract player? Now they're talking about moving him out as such. Yeah, what's all that about? Yeah, a bit of a strange one, Dave, isn't it? You know, like, well, you know, we said the first time we saw him play, Dave, didn't we? What, what a great talent he was. I think we both sort of said it at the same time after about 10 minutes, mate, didn't we? You know, what, what a talent this lad's going to be. But, but uh, yeah, strange one, mate. I, I don't know, mate, really. Um, now, what would you do? Let's put your managerial hat on. What would you yeah. do? Would you keep him at Truro and try and get some 
game time in him or have you seen enough already after what four games whatever it is uh, to move him out again or, or what yeah no definitely the former there Dave yeah I would mate. I, you know I, I would definitely try and I mean you wouldn't expect him to start every game in the Southern League you know obviously not but but you know you could introduce what a player mate to introduce in the last 20 minute uh, games mate you know when there's some tired players and you know he's electric mate you know, he, could, he could be a great sub for you mate mm. at least yeah let's uh, let's hope he sticks it uh, for a little while mind you He's on a contract, yeah. so I suppose he hasn't got a lot of choice, has he? No. <laughs> no, true, mate. Yeah, he, yeah, he's tied a bit, really, mate. I hope, um, I hope it doesn't all end up, you know, with him sort of going back to Liscord or, or something like that, mate. Because you know he's he is a cracking player, mate. Isn't he? And, and you know you want to see him playing, Dave, don't you? Well, I wouldn't mind so much if he went back to Liscord. My fear is that we won't see him playing. Full stop. Mm. Yeah, nowhere. That is the, no, exactly, mate. That, yeah, I really hope that don't happen for the. You know, he's nineteen, Dave, and you, you got to be playing at nineteen, mate, haven't you? Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. What about now? What this is another one uh, involving uh, former True City managers Hodges and Todd. What was all that about at St Austell? <laughs> I mean, they were on good money to uh, to take it on, um, but they didn't stay very long, did they? Nah, that, that was a really weird one, Dave, wasn't it? I, I don't know, mate. I, I mean, I know Oji, you know, um, you know, for the Argyle Legends games and stuff, mate. And you know, top bloke, mate. Really nice bloke. Real, real football man as well, mate. You know, and I, and I can't blame him. I, I, he's the type of guy, you know, you can't see being out of football for too long. Um, same with Tolly, really, mate. You know, he's always been involved, hasn't he? And you know, manager went up to Eastleigh and that, and uh, that job for a while, didn't he? But two. Big football man, mate. But I don't know, mate. I think. St. too small, and I'm not being rude to St. there, but were yeah. they too small a club for them? I was, you took the words out of my mouth, to be honest, Dave. Yeah. I'm well, glad why you didn't you said say it, it? Yeah, I know. You chickened out, <laughs> didn't you? That's normal. Yeah, I, I did, I'm the one <laughs> sticking the head on the chopping block here. You just say, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outside looking at me pen now, Dave, actually. <laughs> I'll go and sit on that one. No, no, but yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree with that, Dave. I think it, it, you know, I think they might have rushed into the job and then sort of saw the calibre of players that had left, mate, obviously four of the best players. And, you know, I, I, I honestly, yeah, I, I think he sort of, I don't know, mate, yeah, had a quick change of mind, didn't he? Yeah. Colonel FA? Crazy, crazy day. <laughs> to be honest, mate, when I first saw that day, you know, for the for that game, I thought there's no way that's going to be played. You know, I, I just couldn't. I don't know who come up with that date, like Dave, but um, mm. you know, it's just bang. It's in the middle of a date you don't want to play in it as a player, mate. You've just done your pre-season, you've had your friendlies, and you're just starting your your, your serious stuff, mate. You're just starting your season off. Mm. You've got all your midweek, get, you know, what it's like at the start of the season, Dave. You know, games come thick and fast, don't they? Midweeks and Saturdays, and I just couldn't see that game ever happening, Dave. And obviously, it's not, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, we'll wait and see what happens uh, on the... Uh... The unfolding of Kurno FA. Um, I think yeah. uh, they've taken a bit of a step backwards with the with this latest uh, uh, no show at Mosul. So uh, we'll wait mm. and see on that one. 
Charity Cup draw. Now, that was made, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. That was made yesterday on the Tuesday of this week. And, um, well, I, there's been a few teams uh, obviously not involved um, in the 16-team uh, first-round draw. Um, I think the county could have dealt with it, this a bit better as well. Yeah, I agree with that as well, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know if they've come to the 16 teams that are in the it. The management think, but... committee or something, apparently. Uh, right, mate. A bit unlucky yeah. on the... Why couldn't they have just had a few more ties as a sort of preliminary round and so that yeah, they got exactly. it down to 16 for the next round? But anyway, OK. Yeah, yeah. you could add a few buys, Dave, couldn't you? Like, like all the other, yeah. you know, FA competitions. More money you? for the charity then as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, finally, let's, uh, before we move on to our interviews, uh, more lately... Uh, than even the Charity Cup draw news. Uh, the withdrawal of St. Just from the St. Perrin League and also Plint have folded in the Dutchy League. Even before a ball has been kicked, we're seeing teams pack it up. Um, well, let's hope there's no more. Yeah, I know. It's just, yeah, I think there might be, though, Dave, don't you? It's just sad. Gutted for St. Just, mate. You know, like, like you, Dave, you've probably played down there a lot as well, mate, over the years. I've had some good days down there, mate. Mm-hmm. Some some nice people. I've had a few cuts and bruises from there as well, mate. <laughs> but um, remember I... Randall Old, Dave? <laughs> Randall's ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he would take the ball, but he would take you with it as well. That's the trouble, mate. Oh, well, I never got that far forward on the pitch, so I wouldn't know oh, about that's that. that's true, mate. <laughs> nah, you like the other end, mate. <laughs> I, used to like the, I used to like, actually, before the clubhouse was built there on the ground, that we used to go back to the pub in the middle of the village and, uh, and, right, the, yeah. and the little roasty potatoes they used to put on the bar was uh, yeah. excellent, excellent. That was my... Lynette, mate, yeah, brings back a Do you remember that or not? You were probably still Yeah, I do, mate, just about... Yeah, just about remember that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's get into our first interview of the new series. No apologies, first of all, for this episode being very much South West Peninsula League related because uh, the league does start on Tuesday, but ahead of everyone else in the county. So it is very much a Peninsula League um, programme. We kick off with Steve Massey from Helston. Now, I caught up with Steve a couple of weeks ago as I wanted to hear his thoughts behind the young players and his club being signed up on contracts. Did you get to listen to that rapper or not, the podcast I put yeah, out? Yeah, I thought it was a good interview that day. Yeah, a lot of interesting points from, from Mass and that. Mate, wasn't there? He was an interesting guy to listen to, mate, isn't he? <laughs> Say it with a little bit more enthusiasm. <laughs> no, it, you, know, you know with Mass, right? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan, mate. You know, I like Mass. You know, you know, I played with him. Lucky enough to play with him, mate. You know, when uh, he first came down here, when you know, when he finished in the pro game for Toro, and I think I was about 18 at the time, playing up front with him was a great experience, mate. But I think I think Mass is a bit like more mate, mate, isn't yeah. he, in Cornwall? Yeah, for some right. reason, you, you know, love him or hate him, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, mate. I'm a, I'm in his, uh, I'm in his camp, though, mate. I'm a mass fan, mate. All right. Apologies for the sound on this one. It was conducted in Steve's current office, which uh, just happens to be the Arts Cafe at the Truro Museum. 
everyone's tipping Helston Athletic to win the South West Peninsula Premier West Division. I know. Um, I'll, is that going to put pressure I'll, on you? Not? Get, what? Not, not for me, and I'll certainly take it, take it off the boys as well. And it's all been done with it, with, with, with a little bit of a smile on our faces at the moment. And I said to the chairman. The chairman, Paul Paul Hendy, it was a text, a phone call, I can't remember, he said, do you know, we're my, we're my favourite for the league. I said, I said, well, just, just think where we've come, Mr Chairman. I said, in the three, the three seasons, I said, we'll be, we want to take the, the club up to the up to these heights. And if people think then we're the favourite, I said, go, enjoy it, enjoy it. Uh, but, our, our our ambition this year is, is certainly to finish in the finish in the top four um, and actually qualify for the for the top FA Cup. Four? Yeah, There'd be a lot four. of people that would say that's a failure if you only finish in the top four. Why failure? Well, we finished. We were eleventh last year. Yeah, but you, who have you signed? You've signed top goal scorer or second highest goal scorer in the league. I think I think we've got the best goal scorers here in the league. Yeah. So you've got Eddie Goldsworthy, Brokenshire, Slateford. Who else have you? Side anyway. If if, it, if if I said if I said to you now, yeah, we're going to win it, and I might have said that about 15 years. In fact, I said that was the right beginning of the, Kevin, the Kevin, Heaney, Kevin, Heaney, <laughs> Kevin Heaney era, um, when that was really exciting. A very very similar situation with with all the all the the Falmouth boy. We, we finished fourth that, the following season with that Falmouth team. The Jake Yashies, the Ross Pope, John Ludlums, um, Lee Beer, Rob, Rob Francis, um, Carlton Farns, we, we took them over, took them over to, to Truro. Um, okay, personally myself with Kevin Heaney, we broke we broke down the biggest biggest regrets probably in, in Cornish football that I didn't handle that situation better because of course that side then what was it 12, 12 months later whatever under the guidance of hoops and things went went and won, won the Vars we basically ten, 11 of those players in that team um, and that's where that's where we are with his, with his Helston situation at the moment. I don't know where the odds came from. I'm, 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 I'm assuming they've been fictitious. But um, they're on that Cornwall football form, which is a little rubbish, isn't it? I don't know why people bother reading that. But um, Helston, six to four on. I know. It's really nice. And I just think, well, if people elevating us up, up to that, that position, um, then, then great. There is a, There does become a downside of that, without a doubt. And we've spoken already to the players uh, as, a, as a group that the mentality this year, well, we've been going to the, some of the sides, even, even when we went to, up, up to Saltash last year, up to Tavistock, kind of, um, kind of partway the year before. And, you're going, and we were underdogs the majority of the time. We were, we were underdogs, even when the teams come to our place, as good as we have been at home, we would be under, the underdogs. That's going to change completely now. And it, the, the attitude will be um, from, the, from the opposition in the majority of these games, will be as we, as we felt ourselves, that, well, let's turn these over. These things, yeah, this will this will be a result if we get if we get anything from here you know and, and so there's going to be um a mentality is going to have to be really really uh, upped raise the bar with this with, with the with the approach and mentality that's where myself and the coaches come in and the management come in anyway make sure they get prepared but that's exactly exactly why i brought the likes of um the, the senior senior players as i call them now uh, Eddie, Eds and Goldie, Slates and Brokey, 
put their put their trophies together that they've won between themselves and the experience that they had and the knowledge that they've got. They've been there. They've done it. Then there's some of these young lads who are going to go on, without a doubt, are going to go on, even onto bigger and better things. Without a doubt, these these young boys, they're going to be, they're going to have them, um, they're going to have the pressure taken off them a little bit. Because it was really last year, it was all about Helston and the under 18s and how they, they probably felt a little bit of pressure. They had to perform, had to perform. Um, whereas now, there's going to be that 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 load is going to be spread spread now. And I'll, I'll I honestly expect them to really really flourish and flourish and grow because we brought the the senior guys in who who have um, an experience of, of, of winning things but our, our aim is is to I say top four because it guarantees you it guarantees you into the FA Cup we want to be in the FA Cup it's a competition we've not been entering does it in guarantee or you've got to get a certain number of points no and I think I think, I think again um, which will please some people I'll, if I get shouted down with this but I'm, I'm led to believe if you finish in the top four that's why I think St Orsa are in the FA Cup didn't they I thought it was because of the well, the points ratio. There is, there is, there is a points yeah. ratio, but I if, if you were finishing to the top four, it would guarantee you you could go into the FA Cup. So, but certainly we'll be aiming. That's our aim. It's our 125 years next year. We've, we've, we're looking to do, um, as you would expect, quite a few things for the whole of the season, including having um, the mental with the with the shirts, um, with the emblems on and things. 125 years. So it's a a proud, proud moment. And if we can enter the FA Cup for that particular season, um, maybe having a trophy, at least a trophy as well, going into that, that will be that. That's our, that's our, our ambition. So then we will be the most southerly football team to have entered the FA Cup. <laughs> so. You start the season, if we look at, very briefly look at the start of the season now, you got Newquay away, yeah, I think it's your first game now. I remember last oh. season, uh, you started at Newquay last season, yeah. didn't you? But I, 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 I'm not, no, we started at home against Sticker last year, but it was in our first season. We went to Newquay. We had a very good pre-season. In fact, we won the Dave Gardner. We didn't get beat. We had five pre six pre-season games. Won them all. Won them all, including the Dave Gardner trophy. Went to Newquay with a line of confidence. That was a mistake because I played all our games at home and we were strong at home. And it was the first time we went away and I'm in the dressing room. And I'd like to think that of all the all the years, of nearly 40 years I've spent now in, in the pro football, semi-pro football, I, I can sense a dressing room. And I, it, was, it was fear. And we, it was purely because we were away from home, out of our comfort zone. The players at home, the dressing rooms and the pitch, they knew it and the home support. It was it was like a comfort blanket. And we went away from home. And then was, I always remember, I always remember Paul, we'd gone out for the for the handshake and Paul, Paul came in, the chairman, he said, hey, they're all up for it tonight then? I said, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Honestly, I am not as sure. And we and we got. I think we got beaten four four one. I was going to say, remind me of the result. It, it was four, it four was one or something. Quite the one only sided result. The only time I have won at won at Newquay is when we went won the championship. Dave Waters scored to win one nil. And that, that gave us a, a chance because on the same night Bodmin were playing uh, the, the, the police, the Devon Cornwall Police were in the league then, and they, the Devon Cornwall Police turned them over one nil two, and we, we heard it, the result come back, so we had to get a point there, and we were in the league. I think we're about two league, two games to go, 
Um, but that is the only time I can remember, even when I played for the season at, at Truro. Um, it's not, it's not a, a been a good hunting ground until until this year. I've got enough enough talented players now to make sure that we can get something from Newquay. But it's a, a real, real tough start, a very, very tough start. And, and Newquay signed a lot of players as well this summer. I mean, who, who do you see as your as your main rivals? Well, Newquay's going to be a, a big, big hurdle obstacle, particularly because it's first game. You just mentioned there that people are saying, oh, we're the favourites, so there's going to be a lot, a lot of interest in there. Newquay, without a doubt, um, will be raise, raising their game um, for, for that particular match. But certainly, I never know what's going on down at Mausel. They've certainly recruited in the manager. Whether it will suit Jake, Jakey should be, I don't know, can I, can I say this on air? <laughs> Jakey Jake should be assistant manager down at Truro City. That's, it, that's, that, that's where Do you want I to say that on air, Steve? Yeah, you that's say where I think that, that that position should be. Um, I've wished him all the best, and I, but but believe me, I, I've been I've been a number one. I love it. I love it actually. But I've got I have, I have no responsibilities now. I've, I'm, I'm in a position where I, I please myself. I'm on my own. Um, I go out and watch matches. I haven't got Jakey's got a young family. So I, I, I just think, cool. If he handles it brilliantly, but I'm just thinking. It's it's not as easy as people think with this management of being a number one. Blake is another one that's gone up because he wants to bet himself. And there was no way he was going to keep him here. I could have maybe tried and talked him into it. But the fact that Blake has gone to fourth level um, is purely because he's ambition. He's brilliant. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Um, he's going to, on more occasions than not, I think, what have I done? What have I done? He's going to hate it because I've, I've, I've just been there. But there was no way that he, that he wasn't going to do it because he, he had to. He had to go and do it for, for himself to say, yeah, can I do it? Can I do it? Um, and he's a, he's, a, he's a real good guy. He's a lovely little guy. Um, so uh, Malzor will be one just because of their, of their players that they can that they will bring in, particularly the, from the foreign, foreign element of it. Um, certainly Soltash is going to be up, up there. Um, just that uh, Matt Manikuzak I rate really highly what about St Austell St Austell yeah yeah they're going to they're be driven um, and St Austell and St Austell they're going to they're be strong they're going to be strong Bod- Bodmin will be Bodmin will be um, and I'm I'm really 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 ex- really really excited uh, Falmouth are going to be in around there there's probably be I think the makeup of the league this year is going to be probably six maybe seven but certainly six sides that will be at the top I actually maybe liken it to the similarity with, with, with the Premier League I think you're going to have your top sides who are, re- who are really ambitious want to go for it you're going to have your middling sides that want to be want to be there so, um, no disrespect no disrespect whatsoever because I love what's coming out of say like the likes of um, St Blasey and excellent the, the way the way that the way they go about their, their their media stuff and it's all positive 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 everything coming out there is positive the players are sounding good players I just see them maybe at the top of the of the of the middling maybe maybe your Everton maybe your Everton's comparison with that and then you're going to have then you have your probably the, bo- the bottom six bottom seven who will because maybe the, they're in the prem, they're in the Premier League itself by 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 let's let's face it default by, by default um, but it's great they're showing they're showing the, um, the ambition and as long as as long as the clubs do keep showing their ambition I think it'd be fantastic for the for the county I really do I just hope it doesn't give a give um, uh, uh, the 
opportunity for clubs to just to sit down like, oh, all right yeah we're in the league we'll just we'll just continue along this line and maybe not be able I think this, the South West Peninsula League the way it was set up what the reason why it was set up like 12 13 years ago was actually the fact to, to, to push ambitious clubs and push the facilities up and things I think me, me personally look at the bigger bigger picture I think it is a it's perhaps I hope it's where you come sometimes you talk about players and their, their development you say oh you take a step back but then you work hard at it and then you, the next step so is two steps forward I, I think this is a step back but I think in the in the long run it will be for the benefit and we'll, we'll see a, two steps forward that's that's how I see it I think it'd be fantastic for Cornish football the, the, the local derbies already we're talking about you know having so many so many local derby games you can play on a Friday night I think it's going to be fantastic for the, for the county really for the county but with that you can just rest on your laurels a little bit and just accept it and this is where it is and, and the standards can just just drop 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 um, so I hope that, that that's not going to be the case but I think that certainly there'll be a I see a, a top a top six seven middle six and then the, and then and then and then the rest sort of fulfilling fixtures do you talk to many other managers during the you know during the season during the weeks I, tend, do, I, do I guess I guess uh, other managers would say the same they, they tend to they tend to maybe uh, bounce ideas or speak to ones that, that they're already mates with or friends with or just coming across and, and you got any mates or no <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> Oh, Billy, Billy, no mates. Uh, right. Billy, no mates. So, but um, no, it's, I, 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 um, I'll put your phone number on the bottom of the, the bottom uh, there, yeah, caption when so, yeah, this goes yeah, out. So that yeah. if well, the phone won't be engaged because nobody calls me. <laughs> so, if you did have any mates as managers, um, do you think the other clubs in the division have got the ambition? Uh, have they got the backup, the infrastructure to actually take promotion? I don't, I, I, you're, you're, I don't I, I don't. I don't about the. I don't about the infrastructure. Certainly not, and I can't speak, and I, and I won't speak for other because I because I don't know it, and that's what again going back onto the contract things. You know, to giving opinions about a club that nobody even knows about. Nobody knows our financial our financial position, how strong we are, and, and that, and where we want to go, and our ambitions with the committee. So I said that's that's. Um, I won't comment on that about people's infrastructure. But the, 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 the the ambitions I, I I see was actually with some of them is is, is literally. Literally, I think getting a team out, getting a, getting a team out. And I think that's sort of the biggest biggest uh, struggle will be for, for for some managers here is just actually to get a, even 14, 15 players out. Um, these, these holidays. That's because they're all Elston. It is, and we find that. And it's what 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 a fantastic position to be in. There is no doubt at all. I will I will just just common sense and knowledge tells you I will lose. Well, not lose. They will drift on natural ways. Will, will drift on because they think oh I want to go and play first team football and, and, and that again is where I relish that challenge so I relish that challenge of keeping them so, right so you're, you're signing on players obviously building your squad yeah. but you're already expecting possibility of a couple sort of drifting away yes, yeah, because you're not getting a regular game yeah yeah it's, listen, there's no way that you're saying because they're not good enough but I accept that people who want to play a little bit more regularly and, and particularly as well we've got the we've got the the age group where we are where we've got these young guys 
I can see the talent. I can see the talent in there. And it might be that it will be on our terms. Again, we talked about maybe them going out to still play in the league, probably maybe for somebody else. But um, the arrangement will be that, yeah, there are, okay, it's not officially, yeah, but, but technically I play, but they'll be getting ex experience. And again, that's the way I like to take, 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 take the club. And you build that relationship, not just with the players, with the parents as well. And again, the way we like to do things, i.e. like, like with, the, with the contracts, that, that um, I'd like that, that, that we treat the players to be able, uh, trying to treat them as, some, as somebody special. And it's up to the guys who are ambitious enough and show the talent that I've got this group of players. Uh, and I've always said to, 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 the, to the guys that have gone, in, gone into management, if you get an opportunity of signing a good player and you think, oh, that's going to replace him, no, 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 get him in. And if it may even raise that, the other players that he's maybe in contention with, raise their game a bit in this. Um, let, 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 let the players be ambitious as well. So, um, but, but there's going to be, it's just, I just call it natural wastage every season. Will be. Um, I have no idea who will, who will that be. No idea. But because it's down to those guys to, to earn the right to be playing in that team anyway. Your so, Rapper, what do you make of all that? Is anyone going to stop Helston? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so, Dave. I mean, I mean, you know, obviously, we were speaking to Jake later on in the programme, mate. Mo's will be good. You know, well, actually, mate, you cracking show, mate. You've been really busy. Because you've got Matt, Matty Cusack on, mate, from Salt Ash. Um, you know, who's, you know, I think... Well, I, I, I do. I was, I was uh, just doodling, mate, before we come on. And I got my top six here, mate. And uh, you know, I know Westy listens to the show, mate. You know, well, he's don't say have a yet. Don't thing. say yet. We'll, right, we'll, we'll right, come mate. to that a little bit later. Your top six, yeah. but um, for the moment, Helston. Yes, they're going to be up around the top, aren't they? For sure, you, yeah. you can't say they're not going to be. The only, the only bad thing, obviously, they've already got an injury. Liam Eddy's out for a couple of weeks more yet, so um, yeah, not the best blow, of starts. Yeah, that's right. And no, I think they lost to Port Eleven in the Dave Gardner Trophy, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly, Dave. Exactly. You know, still, you know, you can sort. I mean, like Slates and Brokes make two of the most talented guys in court. You know, I know know them well as lads as well, and they're they're not just great players. They're, they're brilliant in and around the dressing room. Like you know, I mean, you know, real statement of intent from Mass to sign Goldie and Eds as well, mate. On it, I mean, fantastic. You know, he, he's really well. He's, he's, he's put a hell of a side together but you've still got to get out there Dave, don't you in jail on the pitch you know it's not going to happen in two or three games and yeah. you know you still yeah I mean do, do you feel uh, a bit sorry for the younger uh, players you know the players that we heard uh, a lot about last season yeah a touch mate a touch but but Mass has brought them through you know gave them experience and you know the best of them will probably stay in the side you know likes of Aris and Jewel and that mate you know Jew as lad uh, you know I think you know, Mass will still keep that sort of younger element in the side, but you do need that experience. If you're going to go on and win the league, you know, Mass is, what's it, 2020 vision, mate. You know, I think, you know, if you want to lead, win the league in this season, 1920, you know, you're going to need those four quality players like he's signed. But I think he's playing it down a bit, mate. Any top four? I think he'd be gutted with fourth, mate, wouldn't he? Well, that's what I said. Anyway, yeah. One of yeah. Helston's title contenders is surely going to be Salt Ash. Rappers already uh, yeah. touched on it there. Um, are they ready is the question I put to manager Matty Cusack at the beginning of the week. Yeah, I believe we're ready for it, Dave. Uh, we've got one friendly left uh, this coming Wednesday against the Salt Ash Borough. 
Um, so then we'll, you know, we'll certainly be ready after that. But yeah, I think if the season was this week, we'll, we'll be ready for it. We've had a really um, good pre-season. How does a pre-season look these days? Because I can remember when I was a player, you didn't see a ball much for the first couple sessions. Um, I guess it depends on the, the, the club that you're at, really. I mean, we try and do as much with the ball as we can. Um, I think football has evolved, Dave, as well. Um, and that's... <laughs> Um, you know, a factor in a lot of sides when they plan their pre-season. I mean, there is undoubtedly some running involved. Of course there is. You've got to get players' fitness levels back up because a lot of them, um, you know, wouldn't have done as much over the summer and in the in the close season. Um, but even, even at this level now, players do come back sort of semi-fit anyway. So, um, yeah, it's the pre-season really is about, you know, increasing those minutes, particularly within the games um, that, that you end up playing as friendlies. Uh, but on the training ground for us, it has been about, you know, an evolution of, of our game model, if you will, and uh, you know, increasing players' fitness levels within that. You've, um, as far as I can remember, you've, you've had some sort of uh, better opposition pre-season friendlies, haven't you? Was that <laughs> on purpose to sort of test your guys or what? Um, it may look that way, Dave, but if truth be told, uh, we have... We had a bit of a breakdown in communication. They normally runs um, the pre-season in terms of um, organising fixtures and friendlies and reaching out to clubs. And I did touch base with Dane sort of, you know, before Christmas, just just ask him about it. He said, "Bit early, mate. You know, we'll, we'll do that in a month or two." I was like, "Yeah, no problem." And by the time I got round to him again, he was like, "Oh, sorry, mate. I completely forgot. I'm getting married, so um, I've sorted anything out." So then it that's no excuse. Come on, that's no yeah, excuse. Yeah, yeah. So, so then uh, so we let him off for that one. Yeah. Um, but then it, it fell on our secretary and. Uh, yeah, we were, we were tight. Our hands were tied a little bit because we were having our pitch redone over the summer, um, and, and so we, we could only play away games. And then obviously a lot of sides had already sorted out their pre-season. So the teams that came forward were Barnstable, Buckland, um, Columpton. We knew we had Tavi in the in the charity bowl, and then St Stephen's Borough as well. So uh, the St Stephen's game, or sorry, Salt Ashborough, as they're now called, uh, was going to take place this Wednesday, and that will be the only one that we played on um at home so all the rest were away right so okay so but uh i mean i i suppose it's been handy in a sense the the likes that you mentioned Columpton. a lot of sides in the west division have been playing sides in the east because obviously you're not yeah. going to meet them in the league so that's quite handy yeah. isn't it the, this... well we, we did have one pencil in with all point and, and i felt a bit bad really letting dean down down so i know dino and uh and and yeah, but we we drew them in the cup when the same happened last year against Alberton. We'd already organised the friendly, and then um, obviously they got promoted, and then we drew them in a the cup as well. And, and in hindsight, we thought, well, we won't do that again. So we did have them pencil with Tor Point, and then we drew them in the league cups. So we didn't really want to play the fixture, so we switched it. Um, so yeah, but but other than that, it, it has been happening. I've seen that's happened quite a lot with the East. I've met the West teams and, and vice versa. But I mean, for us, well, we've been really happy with our pre-season, obviously. Um, it's not about results. It's about performances and getting minutes into players, um, which is often more difficult um, because we've got, I mean, I've campaigned for a while now about this ludicrous ruling that you can't do roll-on, roll-off substitutes. Um, and, and, you know, some referees allow it, some don't. But I'm led to believe that if they get caught doing it, they get like a four-game ban or something. So I can see why they don't want to do it. Um, but the FA need to change that ruling, Dave. It's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, pre-season is just about getting minutes into players. And when you're asking players to travel as well, and then you've got to try and make a decision on who's going to play in this preseason season who's only going to get some minutes. And, and it really is a, a poor ruling that needs 
change, you know, changing with immediate effect, in my opinion. I think the more clubs we can get on board with that, the, the, the maybe more sooner we'll see a change, for hopefully for as early as next season. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so, so, so that's what preseason has been about, getting minutes into players. But we've done that. We've gone to um, Barnstable, um, who are obviously two leagues higher. And, and um, we actually won the game on the day and we did the same at Buckland. And then uh, we went to Columpton and we drew. And then obviously we beat Tavi yesterday in the charity bowl. So uh, we've had a really good preseason. I mean, just touched on the last two results. Uh, you know, Columpton, they, they took six points off of us last year and um, Tavi did as well. So, you know, it's been real good progress for us uh, and we've had a, a good preseason uh, with the exception of the injuries that we have picked up. We have picked up some bad injuries um, to some key personnel. So uh, Sam Farrant got injured up at uh, Barnstable and then Richard Madison uh, and Sam's got a metatarsal injury, but I think he'll probably be out maybe for another month or so. And then uh, Richard Madison picked up a meniscus tear at Columpton. So he's going to need uh, what looks like an operation if it is confirmed as that. That's what the early indications mm. show. Um, so, so that's bad news for us. And then yesterday, Dave Trot took one to the to the nose and he had a suspected broken nose. So right there, that was like um, three players that contributed to over 60 goals last year in terms of like assists or scoring. So, so yeah, in terms of like casualties we've suffered, uh, we've actually been hit quite hard. But in, but as a reflection on the preseason itself, we've actually performed quite well. And, you know, in times of adversity uh, for those particular players, it's given other players an opportunity to shine. And we've had that with young sort of Reese Thompson coming through and having a terrific preseason and Jamie Simmons as well, who, um, you know, well, the viewers will see on, on the highlights or whatever, you know, his goal at Tavi or at Elberton yesterday in the charity goal, uh, charity ball was uh, one to save a real great strike. Yeah, we'll come back to the Tavi game in a minute, but um, yeah. just looking at the favourites for the league as such, uh, you're yeah. one of the favourites, no surprise there really is, a, you're the top Cornish side in the league yeah. last season. Yeah, uh, and and no, there is no surprise there. I mean, you, you just got to look at it logically. I mean, I, I said last year, they said, oh, who do you think the favourites are? I said, well, Tavi are the favourites. Why? Because, well, they finished one behind Park Vale the previous year. <laughs> so, um, so you know, that they, they, they were the team to beat last year. And as it turned out, they ended up winning the league. And now because uh, the other teams have, you know, Tavi have gone, Exmouth have gone, and Argo have, have gone to the other division as well, um, that now means that, you know, we were the next best placed team. So, therefore, I believe that yeah, we, we would be the favourites. We've had a a pro- process of evolution, not revolution, within the squad. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, yeah, we, we're we're expecting to mount a serious title challenge, and that's the trophy that we now really want. You brought in a couple of new faces, though. Um, one being Jason Vincent, a striker. Now, some would say, why do you need him when you've got two of the best already in Hughes and Richards? Um, because all players go in that form. And, and Hughes and Richards um, are not adverse to that either. You know, they, they do exactly that in the season. All players going out of form, and I think you've just got to rotate it at the right time. And, and also it gives competition for those two um, for that very reason, for when they're not in form. You know, they can have a little spell out and, and someone else can come in and hopefully hit the ground running. And then um, that allows them to press the reset button as well. But um, so, yeah, so just really to, to give competition to Ryan and Sam. You know, we know what we've got there. We've got a great strike partnership. Um, who, who we do rely on heavily for their goals and their contribution to the overall team. Um, and Jason's only going to add to that. So, so we've added real strength there. Can you ever see the day when you play all three from the start? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that would may, be maybe, maybe. It depends on the fixture, Dave. It depends yeah. on the fixture. But in terms of the attributes they offer, um, I'll have to have a think about that one. <laughs> right. Now, you mentioned the likes of Exmouth, um, part, um, not 
Parkway, Exmouth, Tavi, Argyll, all not in your division this coming season. There's a few that have said the league uh, is, is going to be a little bit weakened because of that. Um, what are your views on the restructuring and, and what you're facing this coming season? It's actually quite exciting because we've got a load of new teams that, that we wouldn't have played for a number of years. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, whilst... Again, other teams have recruited well. Helston recruited well. San Austell have um, recruited well since the departure of some of their players to Helston. And then you've got the rise of Mausol as well. Um, I know that Falmouth will, will want to do better um, this year in the, in the league. So um, we're still going to have the competition there. And then there's Bobman as well, not forgetting them. Um, you know, Gilby wants to do better this year for sure. Um, he's got Alan there now as well. So, so yeah, you know, the competition will still be there. Um the, the restructure it might take a few years to settle. Uh, I'm not too sure whether the teams will stay there for long, to be honest, because I actually believe that the Western League is going to be the place to be within a couple of years. Uh, it's just my personal belief. Um, I think with the FA, they want this new Step 4 league, and obviously with the Western League being Step 5, I, I just think that teams are... I think that's where a lot of teams are going to end up. So within a couple of seasons. No, I think I've asked either you or Dane about the Salt Ashton and Western League. Are you ready for it now? You know, if you, if you were to finish in the top two. That's the club's aspiration, and you know, sitting in on the meetings, that, that that's what's been spoken about, and the club are aware. And the new chairman, Clive Farrant, who's just come in, uh, he's you know, he, one of his opening gambits is that he wants to take this team to the Western League. So. Um, so yeah, that, that's where we want to be at the end of the year. Uh, so, so the club have just got to do their bit off the pitch to make sure that we're ready. Okay, well, let's finish with the, just talking about that Tavistock game. I mean, it finished six-five, yeah. and yeah. were there any defences there or not? <laughs> you wouldn't have thought so, <laughs> um, but it, it's a strange one. I came home and I was a little bit dumbfounded. I just couldn't. I couldn't quite believe what I'd just witnessed. It, it was like a game of basketball, wasn't it? I mean, I know you were there. It was like a game of basketball. Like we attacked and scored, and they attacked and scored, and just seemed to go like that, particularly in the first half. Um, and then with the second half, I think only three further goals were added, so it seemed like a bit of a, a dull affair in the second half, which it wasn't, as we know. But um, but yeah, the it, it was just a game where attacks were on top, defences were poor for both sides on the day. And, uh, you know, I, I know we'll be looking at it. I know Stu will as well. We had a little chat after. Um, but, but you know, you usually say to your teams when you're squandering chances, you know, lads, if we can take a couple of these chances, you'll real put us in a good position. But the, the issue yesterday was that both teams were taking all the chances that they were offered. And so that's why I guess it was a great encounter for the neutral. Um, certainly not for a manager. I, I don't want that week in, week out. But... Uh, but yeah, it was great to be on the on the winning end of that, shall we say? Yeah, you'd probably put up with it if you were to win six five every time, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't yeah, do much for your I nerves. And you know, as as much as you know, we're disappointed to concede five, we've just scored six against the league champions against a team that we didn't even get one point off of last year, and that shows what progress we've made. Um, so yeah, we'll go away and look at it and see what we could have done better defensively. Um, but I, I do also think it was just a bit of a a freak result uh, and and we could probably play that a hundred times and only once would we see 6-5 yeah. so so yeah I just felt it was just that freak result yesterday OK so Ryan Richards got three goals and that's nothing unusual but uh, two goals to Jamie Simmons a name that uh, we've got to look out for I think yeah, we have. And just, just touching on Ryan, um, Ryan Ryan was electric yesterday and he's been razor sharp ever since he's come back. He obviously had that 
serious knee injury which kept him out of the second cup final uh and uh he got injured playing sunday football dave and uh you know that's something that we've put a stop to this year uh, we've made it known to the players that they, they must prioritise Saltash United if we're going to be successful. And so uh, Ryan's aware of that. And, and so he won't be playing Sunday football. And, and he, he kind of probably felt deep down that he owed his team, which he did. Um, so he's come back in the pre-season and he's been razor sharp. Uh, his, you know, his fitness levels have been great. He, he, his link-up play has been good. Uh, he, he's played on the shoulder really well and, and just in front of goal he's just been absolutely lethal and he reminds me of the Ryan Richards that we first signed um, three seasons ago so I'm hoping that he can sustain this throughout the year um, because he's had a really good campaign since he's come back he came on that Buckland at half time and I think it took him about 10 minutes to put one in the top corner um, so and then he just kicked on from there so, so yeah he, he was terrific yesterday and uh, you know, he drew applause not only from within our own camp but from, from their camp as well um, and on to, on to Jamie. Jamie um, was given a, an, an opportunity. As you know, in pre-season, players go away. And, and Jamie was with us last year. He came to us actually as a 15-year-old, nearly 16, in the pre-season uh, with a view just to train with us. And I think he went to Cornwall under-18s for a trial. And, I, and, and he did get into Glynn's squad there. Um, but obviously, he's very young. He didn't get a, a lot of minutes. And I think he broke his collarbone or something. So, uh, yeah, we, we had him in and around last year. I think he played about five games in, in the whole year. And I, I set him that target as well. And I said, look, if you play five games, you'd have done well. He's 16 years old. Um, so, uh, and he's still 16 because he's an August birthday. Um, but he has matured. He's trained hard. He, he's looked the business on, on the training ground. And uh, when we released him last week at uh, Columpton, uh, we had the opposition manager marching down the touchline asking who he was. Uh, he, he was that good. And, and, and I guess on a, on a pitch that had Sam Hughes and Ryan Richards, you know, for an opposition manager to come down the touchline and ask who he was, you know, I guess it shows what kind of influence he had on that game in the second half. And, and obviously against Haverstock, um, I, what I ask of my attacking midfielders, I need a contribution, either goals or assists. And you know, he chipped in with two goals yesterday, and the second one was an absolute beauty, worthy of the entrance fee alone. Um, but what we've got to do now is keep Jamie grounded, um, because you know that there will be games for him this season. But equally, there'll be games that perhaps aren't right for him, um, and he understands that. But so yeah, we're just going to try and keep his feet firmly on the ground and just keep him working hard, which he's done on the training ground, and he fully deserves the accolades he's getting at the minute. And hopefully he's OK because he came off uh, looking as if he was injured. Yeah, yeah. I he, he said he, he fell down a pothole. Um, so uh, his ankle, would, I guess it'll just need a little bit of ice. And he's put his, his thumbs up for Wednesday, so I don't think it was that bad. But, um, yeah, I'm delighted with his contribution for the 60 minutes that he was on. And um, it, we're really excited with the talent we have there. Um, but he's just got to keep working hard. And, and, and of course, going back to Ryan, there were, uh, I've seen suggestions that Tavi are or were interested in signing him. Uh, have you actually had any seven days in for him or not? Not seven days, um, but, you know, I, she would come through me first. We're good friends away from the pitch, so he would come through me first if he had intentions of signing him, Ryan. And uh, we spoke about it last week over coffee. Um, but he's gone in for another lad now. I think they feel that they need that target man. Ryan's not a target man, um, and they need that target man with them, obviously, going into the, the Western League. So that was their priority, to try and sign a target man as opposed to a, a free-flowing sort of jack-in-the-box goal scorer like Ryan. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I'm not alarmed at that. I'm led to believe San Ostel showed an interest as well. But, you know, Ryan's captain, and uh, he's a loyal lad. He's enjoyed his best football of his career at Saltash. He thrives in our environment. Um, so it, it, unless he's going to go and play higher, 
um, then I, I don't foresee him going anywhere else, really. OK, well, thanks for that, Matty. Um, it's all systems go for Wednesday, next Wednesday. You're away to Callington. Yeah, away at Callington, yeah. And... Uh, Forward to it. Yeah, great stuff. We're looking forward to a great season. All these uh, Cornish clubs playing against each other. It's bound to be exciting it, all the way. And uh, we'll be talking to you throughout the season. Lovely. Cheers, Dave. Take care, mate. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Right, well, that's Matty Cusack, Sword Ash manager. Um, I watched them on Sunday in that 6-5 game against Tavistock. Um <laughs> They're looking strong. They had a couple out, as he's already said, a couple injuries already. Um, but I would say, yeah, as you touched on already, they are going to be up around there come the end of the season. Yeah, I, I think so, Dave. I was impressed. You know, I saw Sotash, I think it's about four times last season. I mean, not as much as you, but um, but yeah, I was impressed every time, mate. You know, watched the final with Former Fed, a couple of big players out in that one. And yeah, you can see they're a well sort of drilled Union, you know, nice, nice, um, nice balance to the side, Dave. You know, I, I, I mate, I can't believe Dane put his marriage before sorting out those pre-season friendlies. Though, can you? <laughs> <laughs> There's no commitment, mate. These days, I know. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, it's not like it was in our day, was it? No, um, no, that's right. Get married in. Well, he did get married in the summer, I suppose. That was one thing. But yeah, um, and he was there. It had to be June with July, didn't it, mate? <laughs> yeah, and he was he was there last Sunday because I did ask him. Uh, or I did suggest to him that I thought he might have been away on honeymoon. He said, no, uh, that's later on in the season, I think. So uh, so he yeah. was there anyway. So uh, let's, not, uh, let's not kill him completely. I mean, <laughs> not this early in the series. We might want to interview him at some stage. Anyway, after much deliberation, we're sticking pretty much to last season's Rapper and Deeks Friday fix format. And unfortunately... By popular demand, it's time for the rappers bet of the week. <laughs> hey, mate, we had an 18 quid profit. I haven't seen any of it yet, though. <laughs> no, not yet, mate. We're carrying it on, mate. We're carrying it on for this right. season. Mate. Rolling yeah. it over, as they say, yeah? Yeah, that's, that's it, mate. Mind you, we was, I think we was at 80 quid at one stage, so uh, <laughs> I, I, did blow, I did blow it, mate, a little bit. All right, so um, what have we got coming up? There's not a lot of football going on, is there? What? No, not a lot really. Well, yeah. To be fair, mate, the the league stops this week, doesn't it? In England, oh, you know, you've got the yeah, uh, I keep forgetting yeah, that. yeah, yeah, the Premier EFL league next or week. whatever it is. That's it, mate. That's what hey, whilst like we're talking about that, what about the Trelawney yeah. League? Have you seen that they've now got a Premiership and a Championship, not a Premier no, Division that, and a Division One? Are they really? Yeah. All right. Well, that's, no, that's all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That sounds a bit better for the lads in the championship, mate. <laughs> anyway, back to your bet of the week. Who have we got? Yeah, yeah. I won't, I won't keep you too long over it, mate. Um, basically, I've, I've, I've gone for four, Dave, and it's uh, the usual fiver, mate. We can take out of our 18 quid profit from that <laughs> season. And uh, it'll be 33 quid, Dave, if Ooh. it comes in. Right. So, uh, yeah, I've basically gone... Um, well, there's three Saturday games late and a Sunday one. So uh, the Saturday ones, I've gone to Holland because they start this weekend, mate. The Erie Divisie, mate, <laughs> in Holland. And I've gone for two like obvious ones, really, mate. I've gone for Ajax to win at Vitesse. Um, they they were foot champions, Ajax, mate. They were five to ten. Um, Vitesse, not a bad side, mate. But you know, Ajax is so strong. And and then PSV. To win at FC Twenty, who uh, who won the second division, mate, come back up. 
Brilliant I was going to say, there. who's FC20, good to say. Yeah. They, no, they're decent, mate. They, they're, they're, well, they're sort of top six club in, in Holland, really, mate. You know, I think they've had a bit of success well, in Europe. Apologies over. to our Dutch listeners. That they find, yeah. I, should have, I should know who they are, shouldn't I? Right. Yeah, right. I thought you would, mate, really. I thought, well, do you remember the Ipswich lads, mate? You remember Oren, oh, yeah, Muren, yeah. Yeah. Franz, Toyson? Yeah, I yeah. think they come from there. Oh, right. oh yeah, FC20, T-W-E-N-T-E. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought you said 20, 2 0. Oh, yeah, no, mate, no. Uh, I, that, I knew you'd know it, mate. That yeah. was your, your Dutch accent not coming through quite well enough. That, that's it, mate. <laughs> Some uh, sexy football, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was shocking, mate. <laughs> anyway, so but, um, so uh, PSV to beat uh, FC 20, right? Yeah. Who else hey, you got? Mate, remember, that, remember that Steve McLaren interview, Dave? Do you remember that one? Oh, no, what was that? <laughs> oh, mate, or anyone else, mate, go on, uh, go on YouTube and listen to. Remember when? Oh, actually, yes, mate, sorry, yeah, well, yes, I do. Yes, yeah. I remember the one you talked about now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was Steve McLaren FC twenty, mate, or was he AZ Altmore? Was McLaren twenty oh, when he won the I league? Know. I, I the thought league it was league. a Formula One no. racing car, to be honest. Yeah. Think about it. Think oh, about mate, it. that's so funny, that interview, mate. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, oh, yeah, we'll yeah, Google yeah. that one. Steve McLaren, Dutch interv- interview, right. OK, so we've yeah. got we've got Ajax and PSV at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. mate, and I've gone for uh, just one English league game. I've gone for Sunderland to win at home against Oxford United, mate, 6-10. to 10. I mean, mm-hmm. Sunderland got to go back up, mate. I'm not sure they see. I mean, they wouldn't want another season in... Well, what's it? The third division, basically, Dave, yeah, isn't it? I mean, yeah. a massive club, and they getting forty thousand every week, and mm. so made a couple of good signings, mate. Good manager, so I think they should be Oxford United, mate, six to ten um, at home. And the, the last one, mate, it's a bit tighter, mate. It's the old Charity Shield, Ooh. mate. Well, what's it? Community Shield, now, yeah. isn't it, or whatever, mate? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've gone for City to beat Liverpool, mate. If you look at the two pre seasons, they're a bit Ooh. chalk and cheese. But uh, I've only done that one, mate, to boost up because City are eleven to ten, mate. So that's virtually doubled the pot, mate. Mm. So yeah, so um, yeah. Who's, who's sort that of, in the uh, background? Oh, sorry, mate. I've got the um, patio door open. Mate. Oh, right. got, got a few birds out there singing, mate. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, sure, Anyone sure we know or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shirley Bassey, I think, mate. <laughs> Shirley Massey was that, or Bassey? Yeah, that's it, mate. <laughs> no relation to Steve, but... <laughs> All right, OK. So, yeah. so just to recap, we've got Ajax, yeah. PSV, Sunderland, and then Sunday's game, Man City yeah. to beat Liverpool. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, mate. 33 it. quid if we for, get them all right. Yeah, for a fiver, mate. Yeah, that's it, bud. Yeah. And you get sacked if we don't. Yeah, yeah, I definitely won't, mate. I'll get three, right, won't I? I'll get three. <laughs> I'll get that normal sob, sob message on a Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. Last one, mate, let us down. So. <laughs> yeah, every time. It's like six weeks in a row, Dave, wasn't yeah. it, last season? Killed me. <laughs> OK, back to the interviews. And let's turn our... Oh, forgot to say, bet safe. Obviously, don't do it if you yeah. can't afford it. And, and please don't get Rappo in trouble. So no, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. So back to the interviews, and let's turn our attention to Newquay. No, not Newquay, but Godolphin Atlantic Newquay. Have you seen that? They've actually changed their name. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I saw that. Mate. Which is a bit of a shame because uh, it means I can't 
get all of it in a column when I'm typing it for me magazine yeah. and stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still just calling them Godolphin Atlantic. So uh, anyway, it's a manager, Paul Sidwell. First question's got to be, there's been a lot of player movement at Godolphin this summer. What's going on out there? Well, I think this was originally when I first came into the job, um, obviously beginning of last season, I was quite aware that, you know, Godolphin had sort of got a little bit stale in terms of not, not just the squad itself. They learned to rely, the club had learned to rely on a, a group of players that had been, you know, super loyal really to the to the team and to the club for a long, long time. Um, and it just got the, just got themselves a little bit stale and it needed freshening up, really. I knew that at the beginning of last year. Uh, that's not to say that it was all my decision, those players leaving, because I think they were all looking to change as well and they all felt the same. So I think from my point of view, you know, it was the best, it was the best option, really. Um, we, we're looking to move on, we're looking to progress, we're looking to try and be a little bit different than what it's been over the last couple of years. Um, and although they are all very talented players and very good players, and Nuki have definitely been from that, they're going to have a, a fantastic squad, there's no doubt about it. Uh, we've got a clean piece of paper, um, and it, you know, it's going to be hard work, uh, and it's going to be difficult, um, but you know, we're still fairly confident, we've still managed to get a squad that we're, you know, I'm happy with. Obviously, we're always looking to add to that and we, we hopefully we, we will do by the end of the season. Uh, sorry, before the beginning of the season. Um, but it was just one of those things, really. You know, they've been there such a long time that, it, you know, change was inevitable at some point. Um, and that's where we're at, really. So who have you brought in then that uh, we might know? OK, so I've brought a lot of players, uh, local players in that I know um, and a few back that were sort of disappeared towards in moved up from the seconds people like Dan Woodgate who finished the season with us and had a big impact when we started to actually do well at the end of the season Dan was a big part of that uh, Callum Gadney came back from Birmingham he was part of that uh, we've signed a chap called Matt Baker he's had a great impact on the team Luke Rigby who sort of disappeared at the end of the yeah. season Riggers who everybody knows yeah. he, he's he's committed to the season as well as and, as and when he can because obviously he's a police officer Um uh, work permitting, etc. But he's played quite a few families. So, um, yeah, you know, in terms of the um, the strength of the team, I'm still fairly confident. I'm still confident that we're going to be better than what we were last year. I'm still confident that we're going to progress on what we had last year. Uh, and in terms of the environment, the team spirit, the togetherness of the lads, that's improved greatly because there isn't this us and them scenario that there was before, mm. um, where you are been there a long time it was quite segregated in terms of the personnel um, the change room was a little bit of a different environment um, and, and they've got a little bit more on the side now so you know in a county they feel like it's their team right uh, and um, yeah it's looking good to be quite honest you know I, I feel that we're going to shock a few I think we'll be difficult to beat I think that's you know we won't concede the same amount of goals as we did last year I think we're going to be a lot more solid in that department uh, and we've got goals at the other end you know we really have Dan Perryman um, uh, will will always score goals Don Roberts who's been on the periphery of things for quite a long time he scored seven in four games for us in pre-season he's looking sharp uh, Matt Baker who's come in is an, an absolute powerhouse um, and can play anywhere from out wide centre midfield uh, a, a number 10 or up front uh, he gives us great options 
Um, James and Jacob Grange is another year older, a little bit taller, a little bit stronger. Learned quite a lot last year, um, looking in good shape. So, you know, we're we're, we're fairly confident. We, you know, we're, I, I, we're not obviously going to be one of the favourites. We're probably going to be one of the favourites to to struggle, but. Uh, you know, we have to believe in ourselves and, and have to carry on what we're doing, uh, and we think we'll do okay. You know, no doubt about it. Good one. Now, you mentioned possibly it sounds as if there's a few sort of little cliques uh, amongst the players last season. You also had, if I'm honest, it, from looking from outside, you had a bit of a discipline problem, didn't you? As such, that, that huge. Uh, um, <laughs> Not well, a little bit. I was a trying to be one. polite. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> but, massive. So, have you sorted that? Yeah, I think I think that you know, with with what we said, with what I said earlier in terms of the team getting a little bit stale, um, you know, there was people were some of the players potentially weren't very happy. I think that's told on the pitch. I think discipline-wise, I think the players uh, that we've got at the club now, I didn't have a dis- I didn't have a problem with any of them really. And Buchanan was probably um, got himself in the book a few times, but that wasn't because of. Uh, anything apart from just the way he's an aggressive footballer it wasn't because he was mouth enough to the referee or anything like that um, so I think the discipline situation will be significantly better and one of the targets for the this year is to be in the top sort of four or five teams for our discipline uh, I, because I've, I've not got that many people in the side at the moment that don't just get on with the game. They just seem to get on with it. This lot, they, 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 they understand that they're not going to get anywhere by shouting and screaming and bawling at the referees. Me included. I have to get better because I got myself in deep water a few times last year. You know, I wasn't perfect. That was frustration, really, more than anything else. But yeah, I'm confident we'll be. I mean, it has been addressed as well. So um, it was one of the, you know, main points to the beginning of this season that we were going to sort out, and it's, it has been addressed. And I'm, I'm hopeful and confident that we will be a lot better. Has Tanya discussed it with you, has she? Uh, not just Tanya, Nigel, the chairman. <laughs> uh, I think every, I think we've, you know, I've been, I've had my wrist slapped a few times, so um, I don't want that anymore. <laughs> and of course, there is the introduction of sin bins as well, so uh, that that hopefully is a, another deterrent to to anyone that's deciding to make it off for the referee. So, so you, you finished fourteenth last season. You're looking to obviously, by the signs of it, uh, improve on that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, obviously, the, new, the 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 structure, the way it's been restructured, the league as well. Um, you know, and I've been I've been sort of travelling a fair bit and watching a lot of games. Uh, the league's going to be tough. You know, there's so many sides in there at the moment that are doing a lot of business. So there's there's a lot of new players coming and going, um, and there's some really strong teams in there. I mean, I went and watched Blazy last night. I was really really impressed with them, um, considering they were playing Truro. Obviously, they didn't have much of the ball, but when they did, they they knocked it around really well. Um, were, were really difficult to break down. Uh, you know, you look at Port Levin, you look at obviously Halston, we all know about Halston, Mausel, St. Austell still looks strong even though they've had their departures. So, uh, Bodmin as well, uh, you know, and we, we know Bodmin's a bit of a an entity that changes throughout the season, but they seem to, you know, look strong as well. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a difficult one. It's going to be, it's going to be a hard season, but, and I think there'll be, I do think there'll definitely be a divide of um, seven or eight teams and then the rest of us um, but I, I'm hopeful that we can just get a good bit of form going be really hard to be, be difficult to break down not concede too many goals and I know we've got goals at the end so that'll be kind of the plan really and I'm looking at your uh, opening fixtures what the first seven or eight and uh, a lot of away games as well 
Yeah, we've got a lot of away games. The first three fixtures are all away. Um, and, and to be fair, you know, our target for those first three away games is to win them all, really. Um, we, are, we, we we feel that we're in a position that we can win them. Obviously, it's not going to be easy. Um, but I've managed to see a couple of those teams that were playing early doors, and and I'm confident we can we can be better than them. Um, I'm not counting the chickens by any stretch of the imagination, but you know we've got to be confident. Um, and a good start will be paramount to what happens thereafter. Obviously, as you know, Dave, you know the first month or six weeks of a season what tends to happen is all these new players have gone to all these different clubs and then eventually they find out that they're not happy there or something doesn't quite fit or they're on the bench and there is always opportunities to strengthen then mm. um, you know so I'm hopeful that we will be um, one of those clubs that will be able to pick up a few pieces from other clubs as well in that time uh, Interesting enough I just realised that um, uh, you've got some players in the FA Vaz so that was uh, quite a handy trick last night to watch them yeah, and obviously we we had we had the situation where we we'd signed a couple of players who'd gone to Blake. So we signed a couple of players pre-season in Harry Eaton and Elliot Randall uh, and they've gone to Blazing now and the reason why is because they're both Plymouth boys and unfortunately well unfortunately for us Blazy training Plymouth they've got an affiliation with the club previously um, so that was a bit of a shame I was a bit gutted about that one felt like I had two strong new players but unfortunately that um, the circumstances didn't allow that to, to work out for us really okay. um, I appreciate it's a long way to travel uh, especially if you you know you're a keen player who trains as well um, so yeah that was one of the situations Blazy looks strong you know they've got there's a lad in the middle of the park for him called Steve Rogers who I think he's an ex-pro he's a classy player um, he, I, I mean you know from my point of view last night when they played Truro he's the best midfielder on the pitch mm. <laughs> uh, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if Truro whip him up <laughs> right okay well final question uh, well in fact two questions before I let you go first one is as manager what did you learn from last season oh wow gosh that's a big question um, what didn't I learn <laughs> it was all it was it was all a learning curve really um, uh, you know I one of the things that is is difficult from my point of view is the um, players, you know, we've got in this league, players are quite fickle and they're quite fickle because there's always temptations elsewhere. Mm. Um, so to actually sort of try and really create a, a, an environment which is team-led and, you know, with togetherness, um, with commitment to each other, um, it, it's quite hard because there's always somebody else you know nibbling down their ears I suppose you know um, with either extra money or extra temptations with a team that's been more successful so that was quite a difficult learning curve and I've realised that you know you can sign as many players as you want and as many superstars as you want if you like but what ultimately matters is lads who've got um a responsibility to each other mm-hmm. um, and that's that's really what I'm trying to develop now is, is lads who feel that they don't want to let the rest of the team down or their own teammates down uh, and, and really build a sort of unity okay. uh, I know teams like Liscard had that last year but unfortunately they've still lost a few mm-hmm. uh, you know it's really really tricky uh, and also the one thing is that I have learned as well is that no matter where you are in the league everybody's beatable on the day if you get it right everybody's beatable you know there isn't uh, and I know it's a tricky one in terms of the amount of you know real quality players that some teams have um, but if you're organised and you're together and you've got the you know they've got the desire and belief in, in the team everybody's beatable I mean we went away to Saltash at the end of last year with six players missing and we were 1-0 up till the last 
74 minutes where a couple of mistakes and we ended up getting beat 2-1. Uh, and, and the final, final question is uh, to put you on the spot, Paul, who's going to win it? Oh, God. Uh, well, yeah, I think you can't. It's difficult. I mean, Elston beat Farmer 5 0 the other day. Crazy. Um, I think Helston will, will be hard pushed to beat. I think Malzul are a terrific football side. Um, and I think it'll be one of those two, really, if I'm going to be honest. Your Cornish So, lots of player movements at Newquay, mainly, I would say, for Newquay's benefit, if I'm honest. Um, is G going to struggle this season, or what do you think? Well, it could be tough, Dave. You know, like I said, just full of uh, enthusiasm, mate. I mean, it's yeah, normal. and faulting for op- that. Opt- optimism, yeah, you know, good, good on him, mate. But there's a lot of like players that have been loyal to the G, mate, for a long time, and they're sort of going on 10 years that have sort of gone across the town to Nuki, aren't they? So, yeah, strange one, mate. I've... Mind you, but, the, the change so... might do to everyone yeah. good. Yeah, I was just going to say that, actually, David. I mean, it gives a chance for Sid to like put his own stamp on it a bit, mate, doesn't it? As a, as a manager, you know, you, you know, with all those sort of players that have been there a lot of years, mate. He's obviously going to have to really sort of freshen the squad up and bring in sort of who he wants. And you know, I think they can, they might be able to improve on last season's 14th, Dave. You know, who knows with the new league setup and that. You know, I mean, 14th last season, they might be able to improve on that, but. But uh, I think it'd be a tall order, mate, for them to sort of get anywhere near the top half, really, I think. Mm. Right. Well, of course, we can't talk at South West Peninsula League without the league secretary, Phil Hiscox. Phil returns as a regular contributor and is always able to keep us up to date with league matters. But more importantly, what's he been up to during the summer? Well, welcome back. Phil Hiscox, secretary of the South West Peninsula League uh, have you had a good summer? Yeah, can't complain too much, really. I've uh, managed to decorate the lounge in the hallway, which is, was my target for the summer. Ooh, well, didn't do the dog as well, I hope. Uh, well, he might have got a bit of pain on his tail. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> so you're all ready for the kickoff. We had the uh, charity day on Sunday, obviously, but the, the real stuff starts on Tuesday, doesn't it? Yes, indeed. Um, well, it was a good, good day at the charity day. Um, oh, I mean, the second game was an absolute classic. <laughs> it was a cracking game uh, and a decent enough crowd. And uh, I know we raised over £700 for the Benevolent Fund, so that, that was all very good. Um, but yes, you're right. It's now on serious countdown for the proper action. Yeah. Um, now, I've got a couple of points to clarify, please. Um, mm-hmm. Promotion. How many go up at the end of the season? Next season, this is the next summer. Is the last summer of the FA's national restructure. Um, <laughs> you at the sure? Moment, Are you sure about that? Well, that's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah. Right. They they call it the perfect pyramid. Um, and at the moment, for this coming season, there's one division at step one, which is the conference. Two at step two. Uh, three. Sorry, four at step three, which is where Truro are this season. Uh, seven at step four. Then um, fourteen and twenty. Now, the idea for next season is that it will be a perfect pyramid of 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 16. So that means there's an additional step 4 league next year. Uh, there are two additional step 5 leagues next year, but there will be four less step 6 divisions next year. So, and it's those four divisions that are disappearing that provide most of the clubs to go up and fill the three divisions that are being created. Uh, so numerically, most of the clubs are already in the system. Um, 
but there are some shuffling around. So what the FA have said for this season is every league is expected to promote up to four clubs rather than the normal two. But in the case of the Peninsula League, the four clubs is across the league, two per division. Right. Uh, so it's not four from the east or four from the west. It's two from east and two from west. Um, and only sides in higher divisions that finish bottom will be relegated for this year. So, that, so that's how they get the numbers up. So if, if a Devon club was absolutely rock bottom of Western League Premier, they would be expected to be relegated, but probably being one off the bottom would be enough to keep them up because of the numbers game. Now, after that perfect pyramid is in place, every year it will be um, one up from each division. Um, so one up from East, one up from West, and the bottom two of Western League Premier uh, would be due to be relegated. OK. Blimey. I didn't expect that long an answer, but there we go. Um, no, and, and also, so there's no going to be, um, say, three want to go up from the east and one wants to go up from the west. It, it's you're not yeah, going to be able... very keen to, to keep it in in lines. It may be that if if a club in in west particularly complained and a club in east particularly asked, um, but again, it's going to be very difficult for that side in third because once they allow one side in third to go up from one division, of course, that opens up a can of worms of what happens to a side that's missed out by one place in another division up around the country. So I, I, I'm not saying it, the FA wouldn't change its rules because they, they have been known to, um, but that's certainly not the way the rule reads at the moment. Right. And every club is expected to go up, isn't it? The, the, the system for this perfect pyramid is that if you finish in, in a promotion place, you go up. If you finish in a relegation place, you go down. Um, and then the FA will redraw the geographical boundaries nationally um, and you'll you're fit in where you fit in. The only stipulation, there are two stipulations actually for this coming season. Uh, the, the, the one that the Peninsula League has negotiated uh, on behalf of its clubs, which is that a club by March the 31st who feels that they're going to be in a promotion position and really does not want to take promotion can apply to the league's committee stating its reasons that it doesn't wish to go up and the FA will then look at those reasons and they are aware that the obvious reasons will be travel logistics and finance thereof. Um, so you'd have to say that a, a Falmouth will, will presumably be able to give a much better case than, say, a Launceston, um, given that the, where the sort of the fact that Tavistock and Partway are already in that league um, but that's that's number one is that if they apply now if the, the FA grant their application then they will be immune from the normal process which is if you refuse promotion you demote it um, and that's the, that's, the, that's the other ultimate one obviously is is and it has happened a couple of times already now nationally where a club basically says we ain't going uh, in which case they've been offered a demotion to the division below and certainly in the case of Andover last year uh, that's what they agreed to do they, they, they decided that to move down from five to six was preferable for them as a club than going from five to four okay. uh, the only other sort of asterisk for this coming season is that there are a selection of clubs both in east and west that have got two years dispensation to reach the ground grading um, and I'm using clubs here like Mousel, Wendron, Dogwalls, um, there's another one in Cornwall, or St. Dennis is the other one in Cornwall that comes to me. Uh, now, they're in a situation where if they haven't done the work 
for the grand grading by the 31st of March this year, they are ineligible to be promoted anyway, but they wouldn't be in danger of being relegated because they've got two years rather than the normal one year. Right. I shall be testing Rapper on all this later, but... Um, <laughs> um, and, and the... Um, and the clubs that uh, put in a case that they can't go up, you know, this following season, it's only that one season they can use that excuse. Well, such, well what the FA have said is that, that, that they would want to work with those clubs to, to ascertain what those problems are. Right. Um, so, again, I suppose... If, if it's a financial problem, they may well decide to, to study the club's books and work out how much they're paying on players or something. Um, the FA haven't said, although the FA has said it will be one year at a time, there are other avenues that they could use as a punishment rather than devotion. Uh, and the obvious one in the FA's own hands to do would be to restrict FA Cup and or FA VAR's entry for a club. Um, now, again, I'm not saying they would do that in the first instance, but perhaps, let, let's give an example. We've we used the word Falmouth, and I'm sure Mr. Westgarth will forgive me for using me as an example. Let's say that he's a regular the listener, you know. So yeah, I know careful. he is. I yeah. know he is. So for the next couple of years, Falmouth win the league. Now, let's say next year they, they make the argument that it's too far, and the FA accept that, and that probably wouldn't affect their FA Cup and Vars chances for the year after. The second year, if they ask it, I think the FA would then start to put some pressure on and it may be well okay but you're not playing in these competitions they would the argue, the ultimate is that they would devote them but I, I think the FA would, would rather a stepped approach to push clubs into taking it rather than than absolutely saying well you're out yeah and don't really want to hand out punishments if they can help it so. well the other problem of course with all that is you then have to replace that team in the pyramid <laughs> that's true that's, that's the ultimate yeah. thing is that that for their perfect pyramid to work, there has to be an optimum Someone's number of clubs nationally mm. um, with the grand grading, um, and it, it would be uh, it would be a real shame for any club with the grand grading not to be in the system if there are spaces in the system for them. Okay, uh, and one further question on this about the demotion. Now, obviously, we're step six. Um, League level yeah. demotion would be just the one step. So oh yes, yeah, so yeah. It wouldn't yeah, be any so more they would that. go. A Cornish club would go to the Superior yeah. League. A, a Devon club would go to the Devon League. Yeah. Um, but like I say, that I, I can't see that happening in the first season, and it certainly can't happen to those clubs that have been given two years to do the work. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and one other question: We touched on the FA Cup there. Um, entry into the FA Cup. Now, how does a club? All but guarantee entry for the, you know, for the following season. Again, it's going to be very difficult when they move the the buys and things for these extra divisions higher up. But interesting this year, they and I believe it happened last year, but I don't think it particularly affected us last year. But it, the way the draws happened, it has affected this year. Clubs who won the Western League Premier and all were in a relegation position in the Southern League last season have not been given the usual buy in the FA Cup through to the, the preliminary round. Mm. So, from our point of view, um, St Austell have drawn Will and Rovers away, who will be playing in the Southern League this season. Mm. Um, but they did not receive a buy in the extra preliminary round because they physically haven't played in the Southern League yet. And likewise, I know Exmouth for home to Barnstable, who weren't relegated from the Southern League, but were in a relegation position. 
uh, and they didn't get a buy either. So I think the FA is still looking to, to maximise the number of spaces um, and put the pressure on, say, those clubs at step four that they don't net automatically get the buys that they used to get, which protect spaces. So the FA say it's on points per game. Um, this is the second year running that the side in fifth gained entry on points per game. Um, so, you know, you've got to be looking at about the same points threshold. Right. So the, the, the interesting thing, of course, for this season is, is that there are two divisions at Step 6. So a tall point, for example, uh, they'll be looking for their points per game in the East Division, um, whereas Salt Ash will be looking for theirs in the West Division. Right. Uh, the, the reason I ask is that an interview earlier uh, on the podcast this week with Steve Massey, Steve... I think is assuming that you, if you end up in the top four, say, you, you know, that's an FA Cup place. But I was suggesting it's a points per match. It, it um, originally the FA year. said top four and then points per game. And then I think they, the problem they found there is there were some sides in the top four with a worse points per game than some sides in yeah. fifth. Uh, so they've now done it purely on points per game. Right. Um, and like I say, this is two years running now. The side who's finished fifth have got in mm. um, and the side finishing six hasn't so that's really you know aim for the top four but but fifth tends to get in right okay um, very quickly Sinbins that's uh, that yeah. comes in as well doesn't it this season for the Peninsula yeah I was rather hoping we might have seen one on Sunday as a sort of oh, taste no. of the new season well you don't want was, to see them come on well I, 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 I use one as an example then <laughs> shall we say I, but, I saw two on the previous day <laughs> Yeah, well, I haven't actually seen one yet, so you were ahead of me there. You're ahead of me there. Yeah, um, yeah I, mean, I suppose uh, two, two comments for me, really. One, the FA say it reduces dissent, um, so therefore it's got to be worth trying. And secondly, yeah, we know that's what the rules are now, and I, I would hope that um, managers and coaches will be saying to their players, look, you, know, you don't want to let your teammates down by spending 10 minutes off in the sim bin. You, you don't want to all go surrounding the referee and all getting sent to the sim bin and the game being abandoned. Um, so surely uh, players should get on with playing. Managers should get on with uh, their instructions as to formation and tactics and all the rest of it. Uh, and the referee hopefully will be allowed to get on with his game. And basically shut your mouth. Yes, really. Yes, <laughs> yes. Or, or at least do it in a civil tongue. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Okay. Finally, um, so it kicks off on Tuesday. St. Also against Liscard, Weybridge against Godolphin. Where are you going? I'm going to St. Austell versus Liscard on the Tuesday, and I'm meeting the new sponsors from Kitchen Kit there. We'll be sort of doing a little photo opportunity to mark the first game. And then on the Wednesday night, uh, another little quick trip over the border, although a bit more closer to home, for Carrington versus Salt Ash. Right, OK. And I won't ask you who's going to win it, because obviously you've got to stay neutral. So um... The team with the most points will probably win it. <laughs> That's a good... Well, yes, I suppose they will. <laughs> OK, thanks for that, Phil. Um, now, uh, this is going to be obviously back to the weekly uh, yeah. uh, routine, so uh, yeah. we'll talk to you next week. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. So, Rappo, after that with Phil, have you got it all? Promotion, FA Cup entries, <laughs> sin bins. It's all clear now, isn't it? 
Yeah, Crystal Dave, yeah. <laughs> Crystal, mate. Oh, Phil's got a new ringtone, mate, for this season. That Thomas, <laughs> Thomas, Thomas the Tank engine, brother. Oh, but, uh, we'll have to ask him next week when he's on, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. No, I did, I did... I wrote a few points down from the interview, Dave. I, I think it's good, like, like, the ambitious club's got uh, two seasons, aren't they, to improve their facilities. Mm-hmm. That's one good thing mm. that, that I've written down, but... Um, yeah, I don't know, mate. I think Simbins will be uh, is a matter of opinion, mate, isn't it? Be, you know, I'm I'm sort of for them, but it'd be nice if they could be clarified, Dave. You know, because you you got your yellow card and your red card. I know you've seen a couple already, mate. But but how do you actually know a player's just gone in a Simbin for ten minutes and not been sent off or whatever? No well, I suppose I suppose you you should know that they haven't been sent off because. Uh, they aren't showing a red card, are they? So they're showing a yellow card. Yeah. And I think the referee points to the dugout. Right. And that's where the player obviously has got to go. Um, right. So, they could do with like a blue card or something, Dave, couldn't they? Yeah, like I, a, I, I've seen that. You know. That has been suggested, but presumably the, the F or the referees association or FA or whoever it is makes the laws these days uh, aren't happy with that suggestion. So... Um, yeah. So, but um, yeah, I saw it uh, as you said. Um, two players, wasn't it, last Saturday down at the uh, Helston Falmouth game? Uh, Jack yeah. Bowyer and 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 uh, Joe Cooper um, both got sent into the dugout. So um, yeah. we'll wait and see. It's I think it's all gone quiet in the uh, Trelawney and the Duchy about it. So presumably yeah. they're all used to it now, and that'll be that. So. Uh, yeah, good sign, I suppose, Dave, isn't it? No, no yeah. drama, you know, no news is good news, I suppose, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. OK. Better than a player getting a red card, Dave, isn't it? And getting fined and stuff, so... Yes, that's yeah, the main thing, isn't it? it. So, so. Yeah, yeah. And like we said, if they keep quiet, or at least try and control yeah. how they say it, they won't, uh, they won't be at risk. So, predictions. This is where we normally select a game from each league. Now, obviously, because there aren't many leagues, um, in fact, there's only one league starting this coming week, uh, we're focusing on the Southwest Peninsula, and uh, there's, what, five games that we're just going to predict the result for, match result. Um, it's difficult, isn't it, as we proved last season, that yeah. um, we didn't get too many right on this, so... Um, 6-4 you beat six, me by so I'm out for revenge so yes, Tuesday AFC St Austell against Liscard what you got? 3-1 yeah. mate to St Austell? Home win yeah I think so Dave you know with like Liscard missing Lorenz and that mate you know he's going to big goal threat going in it and I know they have got some other good players but and um, St Austell you know still got a like so you know, Chappie and Goal, haven't you? And Chris Rescue, you know, I mean, obviously you can speak to Chris later on, mate, you Chris Rescue, but there's still some quality players there, mate. And uh, Jyler's back, mate, isn't he? TC and that at the back, mate, they're going to be quite strong. So, yeah, 3-1, three, 3-1's one. Three Missing Tinsley and Culver, though, at the back as well. Yeah, yeah. Big losses at full-backs, aren't they, but... Anyway, I'm going... I agree with you that they are going to win, Sinostal, but I'm going with a 4-2. Or two. Yeah. Be a good one. Good game to yeah. watch. Right. Yeah. Wade Bridge against Godolphin. Um, no, we've heard from Godolphin's manager, uh, Paul Sidwell. We're going to be hearing from Paul Rowe in the moment, the uh, Wade Bridge manager. 
Uh, I wonder if he's going to like my 1-1 one, one prediction or not. 1-1, <laughs> one, one, mate. Yeah. Battle of the Coles, mate. Battle of the Coles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go... I'm just going to go for Weybridge to nick it 2-1, Dave. Ooh, 2-1. Home advantage and all that. OK. 2-1. Wednesday, we move on the, the following day. Callington against Saltash. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could, you know, I, I think so. Ash are a really good side, mate. I, I know Callington's in, made a couple of signings, mate, and they're good signings, but I, I'd still think, you know, I fancy Salt Ash. I'm going to go 4 1, mate. Oh, you would do, wouldn't you? <laughs> I suppose one, it doesn't matter if we've got the same every... result, does it? Actually, we no, just... no. So we did that every week, don't yeah. we, Leslie? <laughs> yeah, I've gone with a four yeah. one as well. Yeah, I think yeah, cool, mate. Salt Ash cool, not going to have any problems with that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now this is an interesting one. Falmouth yeah. against Mosul. Now, I I would like to watch this one if I can, and I'm suggesting it's going to be Falmouth three, Mosul four. No oh. four. Really, mate? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I can see goals as well. There, I've gone three two Falmouth, mate. I have. Right. right. Sorry, Jake. But, well, um, you would do one of your. Old Clubs, yeah. Isn't it? So, yeah, I know, mate. I'm a bit biased, mate. Yeah. Really, so. Okay, last one. Newquay against Helston. Yeah. Well, actually, though, I, I think this could be tighter than... I know Matt ain't got a very good record at Newquay, he was saying, wasn't he, in this interview, but... Um, Newquay, I mean, I speak to JP quite a lot, mate, you know, John Peters, mm-hmm. and obviously his boy Dan's in goal, and he's been sort of raving about them pre-season, saying how much they've improved, and, you know, th- he thinks they could be a sort of... Uh, Sort of threat to the top six, mate. But um, but I think it'd be a tough one, mate. Tough start for Alston, mate. And with with Ed's out as well, mate. I'm, I'm going to go for my first Desmond two-two of the season, Dave. Two-two, ah, yeah. Well, I've gone with three-three. Have you really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great lines, mate. I've Great gone line. with a three-all. Newquay against yeah. Helston, so uh, interesting. Yeah, so yeah. we'll. Uh, Keep a running score as we go throughout the season and uh, yes, see how we get on. So, yeah, a bit of fun, mate. Yep, right. Let's have a new team playing in the Premier Division this coming season. Weybridge Town finished fourth in Division One West last time around. They've been in, done some training, and they've gone on holiday again. I've caught up with manager Paul Rowe, who's out of the county, even out of the country. He's abroad somewhere. Right then, Paul, when uh, when I thought about uh, phoning you, it was because of something I saw you uh, put on, on, on uh, Twitter, but I didn't expect to find you in Mallorca on holiday. Well, there you go. Yeah, I've taken advantage of my, own, uh, of my own plans, if you like. Yeah, I mean, last year we, well, we started the season slowly and, and like anything, really, I spent a lot of time reflecting on it. And at that stage, I thought can we do something different next season if I'm still at, still at the club and we've done that we got the lads in a week early um, week or two early really and worked hard um, the, the guys are, are really are really bought into it this year um, but then I, th- I thought about last year we, we, we looked a bit flat when the season started and, and also we struggled with availability so what I've said to the boys is you know work hard I and mean, we're going to have a period of, 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 of 10 days where you know you can go to your festivals do your stuff for the missus and all that and and everything else and, and and then hopefully start a season a little bit fresh we've got a lot of games like every other club has between August and October and I just thought that given them that 10 days to you know they could keep ticking over but give them that extra time 
to go and do the other bits and pieces is going to stand us in good stead. We'll see. And it also gives you the chance to get away to Spain. <laughs> it does. And, and do, you know what? do you know what? I'm even going to the first test next week at Edgebaston as well. No. Striker Matt Lo- yeah, uh, Matt, Lloyd's, Matt Lloyd's going up as well. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, the lads have been sort of dialed in on this sort of window, if you like, to do different bits and pieces for, for a period of time now. And, and, and they can do it. You know, they can book things. They can organise things. And I'm not finding out on a Friday night that they've decided to go on a caravan holiday, you know, <laughs> the next day. So... Hopefully it'll work. Um, we'll see. Like I said on, on Twitter, it's going to be hard to evaluate it, really, because we're going up a division, so it won't necessarily equate to points on the board. But um, we'll look at it again and evaluate it again, maybe come October time, and see if we can improve again next season on what we do. And, and that's just how we, we're going to evolve as a football club. You know, plan, do, review, and that's it, really. Mm, interesting. See, uh, we'll have to, to watch out and see how it works. So, so you're... Yeah, we're not points after six days. You know, they've been partying <laughs> too hard this last ten days. Mate. And you get the sack. <laughs> and I'll get the sack. Yeah, I'll come with York whenever I like yeah. <laughs> But, um, I mean, your first league game, obviously, is on uh, Tuesday, isn't it? Uh, against Godolphin Jesus, at, yeah. Atlantic. Yeah. Atlantic. Um, so... You're in New York at the moment. You're going to a test match next week. So, are you actually going to be there for that game? I will, actually, mate. I'm going, to, I'm going to dash back for that one. Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. And hopefully, along with 16 fit footballers that can sort of, you know, that can uh, represent the club really well on that day. So, um, yeah, we're really ready to go for that. And I'll be there. And I've got a lot of planning time, though. Put it that way for that <laughs> fixture, you know. Um, we can go for everything and we can, we can organise everything. And we'll be ready for that for sure. Fresh, yeah. I hope. Yeah, um, and, and that's been the, and that's the plan. That's the plan. I bet you're you're sitting around the pool there, wondering what your starting lineup's going to be, aren't you? Yeah, that's a benefit. We never switch off. Do you know, I spoke to a player the other day, and he said, "Crikey, I wouldn't expect to hear back from you um, <laughs> while you're on holiday." And I think oh, it's just it's just more time to do the stuff that we don't get to do when we're at home. Really, uh, Mrs. Rose, good as gold, she understands. <laughs> um, so um, I'll just go off somewhere, have a little pint, and have a little think and where we need strength now we're going to play that sort of stuff and um, uh, yeah we, we, you know it, it certainly gives me time to sort of think and mull it over we have got competition for places this year and that's healthy yeah I was going to ask so how has pre-season gone I mean have you brought in many players or what we got um, yeah we brought in a few we lost a few um, for, for good reason well, I'll start with those first Jake Cribbs got the Cannington um, Jake's from that way really and I brought Jake in last season he was really good for us um, disappointed to lose it, but totally understand it. I think he lives up Gunners Lake way. Um, every game is an away game for him. Um, he'll go on and be a really good player at this level and maybe beyond. And it's and certainly Callington's gain and our loss. Um, ben O'Connor, he was obviously county youth skipper at times and, and played for us last year. He's gone out to America to do a scholarship, so obviously goes with our best wishes and we're all dead excited for that. James Bennon, who was another lad who I thought would be passing through at this level, really. Another 17-year-old kid. Um, he's going to join the Marines, so we've lost. We lost those three. Of course, the big one's DJ. Really, he's gone. He's gone to Bodmin. So um, that was a bit of a bolt from the blue. Really, I was aware of, of interest from him, but I thought we weathered the storm. Really, and then got the got the message on a Friday that he was off. So, uh, all right. So, how do you replace a striker that is a regular goal scorer? Well, that's, that's a good question, and you know that his numbers don't lie. And, um, yeah, they speak for themselves, really. It's, it's going to be hard, but it's also an opportunity for us, Dave. I think that um, certainly, you know, goals, is, you know, his goal scoring record is, is, is superb. But, and we kind of designed it so out of possession, Deej was sort of like 
just drift into areas. We wouldn't worry about the defensive side of it too much. We just drift into areas. So on the read game, we can look to hit him earlier, find him early from it. And that was great. That worked for him, certainly. And it, and it certainly worked for us. And, and that was good. But the, the, the compromise from that route was, was that we didn't defend from the front particularly well. Um, and that gives us an opportunity now with, with, with Cole Fluitt and Lloydy and, and Sam Wickens who's come in, uh, an opportunity to, to really sort of work from the front and, and add a different sort of tempo to our game. So, yeah, there'll be games where we come in after 90 minutes and think, oh, do you know what, if DJ was here, we might have nicked that today. But it might also be games where we defend better from the front with the ball up higher and, and, and maybe basically share the goals around a bit more. And, that, and that's the plan. And I'm dead excited about having a sort of different dynamic to work with, really. But um, will we miss them? Of course we will. Yeah. But um, can we cope without him? I'm pretty sure we will. And what about your, your sort of target for the season? Have you sort of set yourself uh, any sort of position where you want to end up in the table? I have, yeah. Um, what we did last year, was we spoke to the lads, we come up with a group target of top four, and we did that. Well, yeah, I haven't done that yet. We haven't gone through that process yet. We're going to do that maybe later this week. But mine, I want to finish top ten. Um, that's something that's, it's, it, I think it's um, obviously measurable, achievable, um, and, we'll, and we'll see. Um, there's some good sides out there. There's, there's a lot of money flying around, and then, contrary to what people might think we aren't one of them um, but uh, we've kept the, basically kept a lot of the group together from last year um, added to it um, we've brought uh, Tim Piers in um, we've brought um, Princey, uh, Lewis Prince is back from St. Austell Andrew Butler is in we've got Sam Wickens young kid who's just got released from Argyle they must have some good kids up there because mm-hmm. we didn't get a scholarship I'll never know <laughs> so we, I think we've strengthened I think we've strengthened um, and kept Part of, you know, and kept some of the best lads from last year. And I think top ten, if if we're at it and we and we do the right things, um, we we can we can achieve top ten this season. I think that'd be a good, a good result for the club. Interesting to go back on your your very brief mention there of money, a lot of money around. Uh, is there actually a lot of money around? Do you get players when you go to, uh, you know, when you trying to start, uh, you know, talking to a player? Is it on their agenda that they ask you how much you're going to get or? Or are we sort of kidded about all this money? I think you can dance around the houses with it and you can spend a lot of time sort of chasing players and they go, we can be up front about what you can offer. And then they can look at the whole thing. You talk, obviously, you, you talk about what you want to do football as a football club, um, where the club's going holistically, what we're trying to do as a team, what I want as a manager and the lads we've got around the place. Um, but ultimately, at some stage, you have to talk about, you know, how much we're going to give the lads of travelling for a plane and that sort of stuff. And I just think that, you know, if you've got a budget in mind for somebody, get out of the way first. You can spend a lot of time sort of like, sort of like um, flirting with them, if you like, for want of a better word. Mm-hmm. And then just find out that somebody else is offering 20 quid more and you, you've undone 10 days, two weeks of work. So that's something I've learned this season. Last year, I, skirt, I skirt, sort of skirted around the issue of money, really. This year, it's like this is what we've got. This is what you're going to get if, if you're keen. Then we can we'll go we'll go some more. You know. Yeah. And so, in the league table of money, where would Weybridge come? Do you reckon? I wouldn't know. Um, if if I said I don't know, <laughs> came towards the bottom third. I'm not sure. Right. I'm not sure. I wouldn't. I don't know everyone else, but I know what you know. You hear rumours, don't you? You talk to players, and you know that that player what players have been offered from other clubs, and you. And you think, wow, when it's sort of, and you and you, you like the loyalty, if I'm honest. And then they might just be trying me for a few extra quid. I don't know, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, they went all of them in the office as well, you know? You, who knows? That's but, true. Um, I, 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 I don't know. And, and that would be obviously something you'd have to ask the chairman. But I certainly think that we're, we're 
there's a risk of perception about how much money we spend at Waverley Sunderland listening to other people and other supporters and that, and that's just, just certainly not the case. All right. Um, DJ probably should be playing for us in this. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I mean, it's going to be a good season, isn't it, with all all you Cornish clubs in the same league? Uh, you know, 20 of you fighting it out. Uh, it's going to make it a bit more interesting, isn't it? Oh, we can't wait at Weybridge. We're really looking forward to it. A lot of the lads sort of spent a couple of seasons in, in the West. You know, um, and we're looking forward to, to, to the challenge. And yeah, it's going to be great. It, it really is. And I think there's going to be a lot of games where any team can beat anyone else. And I think that and that's key. I think the top three or four in the end might look after itself, I think. Um, but then beyond that, maybe four or five. And then beyond that, there's a whole bunch of teams that on the day can, can turn the other one over. And I think that's going to be exciting to be involved in. And we're we're certainly in that group that if we get it right on the day, we can cause any team trouble. And and hopefully, um, over a period of what's it what is it going to be thirty eight games, then yeah. we can find ourselves, like I say, towards the top half of the table, which would be great for the club. Okay, well, let's not uh, stop you uh, enjoying that sun out there. That just to make you feel a little bit better. It is raining here in Cornwall at the moment, so... Uh, uh, if you know me, Dave, I'm envious of you. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a certainly a, sh- a shade and bar man. <laughs> my wife uh, laps up the sun and sends me eldest lad, but he's not with us this week. He's got my youngest lad. He's, he's built like me, so we kind of find a little bit of shade, play a bit of table tennis, play a bit of darts, that sort of stuff, really, and... Uh, Keep out of it. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'll come into a bit of rain in a couple of days. All right. One final <laughs> question before you go. I can't let you go without a real big question. Who's going to win the league? Oh, do you know, my quid's on Mauser. Yeah? I think, um, uh, yeah. I, of course, you played them I, I last season, so you, you know more than well, most about that it. side that played us down there and beat us six would have gone pretty close last season. Obviously, I, I mean, I don't know the, the whole situation down there. It's almost... Uh, but if they really want to go and win it and bring the players in that they can, I think they will. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I just at times you can, you can have two or three players on the pitch against you against Miles, and you think, wow, you know. And if they want to fill the team with seven or eight of them, then then they'll take a lot of stopping. I think that's that's a big quid on anyway, Dave. Right. But, okay. Um, that's it. That's... But who knows? Who knows? That's a tough one with them. If not, I mean, obviously, what they're doing down at Houston is great as well. Um, they'll go very close for sure. I mean, I don't know how long Ed is out for. We've not really heard out here, but that's a, that's a miss for him, obviously. But, Has it uh, not got out to New Yorker that Eddie Eddie's out for about a month? Is he not in oh, the Spanish Newport newspapers or yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, it's Twitter, funnily enough, isn't it? Yeah, I, I did. I, I did hear um, relatively quickly that he was, was going to be out. So hopefully, it's not it's not too uh, it's not too long because I mean, he, 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 every time, well, both times I've seen him play against a top top player, and um, it'll be a miss for Helston, but also a miss for Lee. Fees up for too long. Okay, well, let's leave it there, Paul. You get out uh, to uh, that that beer and a, a game of table tennis or whatever, and uh, yeah. enjoy the rest of your holiday. Lovely to hear from you, Dave, as always. Your Cornish <laughs> Well, there we go. That's Paul over enjoying himself over in Mallorca. Now, I think we've both, probably both thought the same here. Is Paul going to get such a good tan as his, as his brother Mark? Nah, mate, not at all, mate. Honestly, Dave, bro, mate. I, we used to like pre-season, Dave, at Falmouth, we, or 
you know, we used to see who turned up the brownest, mate. And, <laughs> you know, you know me, mate, I used to go pretty brown. I used to win it, like, every year. And then Rowers turned up, mate, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> he was, honestly, mate, he was unbelievable, Tad Rower, mate. He's done that. I mean, one season he turned up, mate. I thought we signed, like, a, a new black player, mate, you know? <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> unbelievable, mate. <laughs> unbelievable, Tad. But, um, yeah, no, he's, um, yeah, he definitely won't. I, th- I think Paul's a... A different shade to his big brother, mate, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what, what about his idea about this um, this uh, pre-season sort of schedule that um, they've been in, done a bit, now they've gone away and they're, they're going to be coming back soon to, uh, well, into league action? Yeah, I like it really, Dave. Good idea from Paul, really, mate. I mean, he's only sort of, what did he say, 10 days or something. So, I mean, if you've done sort of five, six weeks of hard work, I mean, your fitness is there, mate. I mean, you know, you, it, I think it's nice to sort of give your legs a little bit of rest and sort of refresh yourself be, before the season starts, really. So, yeah, I think it's a good idea, actually, mate. Right. We'll wait and see. As he said, it's difficult. It's going to be difficult to judge uh, the effect. Um, I guess, really, it's, it's going to be on results to some extent. But um, but they're, they're coming up mm. from Division 1 West. So are we expecting too much from Weybridge? Uh, are they going to fare... <laughs> Anywhere in I the... think they might yeah, I think they might do all right actually, Dave. I mean, you know, it's a great club, mate. I had brilliant time when I was there, mate, but lovely people, you know, the club's so well run and that you know, as as you can tell by the facilities over the years and things improve and I mean it'd be a big blow to Rower, mate, to lose sort of DJ's thirty odd goals, mate, on it, but yeah. But um but like you said, mate, it's a chance for others and they could pr- play a little bit differently, you know, a little bit of a different system and share the goals around, mate. You know, if you're still getting the, the results, it doesn't really matter who puts them in the net, Dave, does it? As long as you get three points. But but be tough, tough season, I think. But, um, but no, I think Rowe would do a good job, mate. You know, proper football man, mate. Talks a lot of sense and got some good ideas. And I think Weybridge will um, pull off a few shocks during the season, mate. Now, in this bumper issue uh, to uh, kick off the season, um, let's get a player on. I interviewed this player a couple of times last season and so enjoyed listening to him that I thought I must get him back on for the first one of the new series. I got him, even if I did mean stopping him at work. It's Chris Resky. So another pre-season routine almost completed, I, I guess, Chris, for you. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We've had a few pre-season games, a bit of training at the start, and it's, um, it's gone all right because obviously lost a lot of players at the very early stages of pre-season. Um, so that wasn't ideal. But now we've got a good little squad together and we're looking forward to the season now. Any idea how many pre-seasons you've uh, been involved with? It feels like about 30, to be honest, Dave. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Is that Well, yeah, it must be, uh, yes. 16, 17, I would have thought. Yeah. And uh, over the years, has the sort of training methods changed much uh, as as uh, a new season starts each time? Yeah, I think slightly. I think you back, go back a few years and it was quite um, a bit more brutal. It was more the sort of find any hill or steps you can find around in your area. And it was hill sprints and a lot of that. But a lot of the, the training now, we've got a lot of coaches that are all learning new methods and all that. And it's more ball work and working on shape and stuff like that. And actually doing fitness with the ball, which helps actually is a bit more enjoyable than just running up and down 
alkaline based steps every week. Yeah, I can imagine that you prefer the, the more recent methods rather than the uh, traditional ones from years ago. Definitely, yeah, that's definitely helped as I've got a bit older. The more more football and more ball work um, during pre-season is definitely, um, yeah, a lot better for me anyway. <laughs> and what about during the summer layoff? I mean, the players these days sort of, well, to me, they all look as if they, you know, they're doing stuff during the summer anyway. You know, they, they look pretty fit when they come back. Yeah, um, quite a few do, I think. But um, some of us or some people don't do as much in the off-season. I think the, the, the season's such a busy, busy time. And towards the end of the season, you're usually playing um, two games a week just to get it done. And it can be quite a bit of a strain on sort of family life and stuff like that. So I, I always feel that at the end of the season, I'm just going to have a good a month or six weeks off and I will do the, a couple of runs but to say run they're probably light jogs to be fair but um, a lot of the younger lads seem to keep on top of their fitness which helps them in pre-season Alright and uh, you've already touched on I think uh, with players uh, coming and going uh, have things settled down a bit now it's an all-stall with the, you know after the Lee Hodge and Chris Todd affair Yeah definitely I mean I remember we had a players meeting few uh, probably four or five weeks ago and it was there was three of us three well three or four of us there and it was a little bit doom and gloom and it was a bit panic stations really and thinking what's going to happen um but thankfully chris james and phil have come in and stepped up to the plate and got some players in got some good quality signings that have gelled well with the boys and they're looking um, quality in training so it's kind of yeah give us a big lift now it's all settled down and we're looking forward to it that's good to hear and, and lots of players uh, out and in so so who should we be looking out for this season at Polter do you reckon all the all the signings have looked good um, Jake Miller's been flying um, he's scored lots of goals in pre-season so hopefully he can continue that and Karen I've always been impressed when we played against him for a other sides and um, so I think he'll be the one to watch hopefully he can um, yeah we can see his full potential but at the end of the day it's going to be tricky to replace the likes of Eds and Goldie isn't it yeah it will it will they, at the end of the day they, they always score lots of goals and they have done for, for years so that is going to be tricky and that's what we're going to have to to work on we've got young lads Clarkey Hayden Turner George Tucker we've got lots of young lads that are um are up to it and it's just it's kind of giving them the confidence to go and be that sort of front man because yeah they're, they're big players to replace but sometimes a freshen up isn't a bad thing to be honest and I guess it'll probably mean Sinor still playing in a slightly different style won't it because it, it won't be the ball you know the outlet being to knock it long for Eds perhaps uh, you won't be able to do that this season will you? No, I mean, we have got players with pace up front, but yeah, it, it kind of got a little bit like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure most other sides that we played against over the last few years with heads up tops know that we were going to um, clip it in the channels for him to run onto and that, and I'm sure that's what Helston will be doing this year. So it's it, it's kind of, yeah, it's no secret how we've been playing in the past, but yeah, we will have to be a little bit cleverer with our play and and work it out and try and be a bit more sort of creative and create more chances another way, really. Now, obviously, uh, we're, we're in the midst of friendlies at the moment and uh, I, think, I think you've got one tonight up at Ivy Bridge, haven't you? Yep, Ivy Bridge tonight, which will be a good 
good test for us because they have they've um, made some good signings. They've got a strong squad. I think they're um, I think they're probably favourites to, to win their league. Um, well, they'll definitely be up there, I think. So yeah, looking forward to that one tonight. That should be a good one. And then, of course, it's kick-off on Tuesday for you. You're one of the four clubs that uh, start the league off uh, with a home game against uh, Division 1 West Champions Liscard. Uh, FA Cup action soon after that on a Saturday. So, uh, and, and that's also against the champions, Will and Rovers. So, uh, interesting start. Yeah, it's going it, yeah, Liscard, they're going to be literally they're going to be buzzing for the new season in a new league obviously on a high from winning the league last year and they've done brilliantly um so we're gonna to have to be well up for it on next tuesday and um and yeah we can't slack off at all there that's going to be a tough first game then yeah willens you don't get much harder harder cut, uh, fa cup draws than that willing the way um second game into the season after obviously what they achieved last year but um yeah, the boys are all looking forward to it. It's always a good little bus trip up there, so we'll 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 go up there and give a good account of ourselves. I'd have thought you could do with one of those Parkway days from last season, couldn't you? That would be nice. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Although a little bit better for me because I only lasted about ten minutes uh, in that game, but we won't go into details there. No. Oh right, uh, and that, <laughs> that leads me on nicely to sin bins. Actually, uh, I mean. Uh, Oh dear! <laughs> I think I, I think I did read one of your comments somewhere uh, that possibly you're not looking forward to the idea. Not really. No, I must admit I'll be totally honest with you. I'm really not looking forward to it. No, I, I think it's it's a good thing to try and clamp down on sort of dissent. And I'm, I've been a um, yeah, I've been one that can hold my hands up and say I should be better at times of dealing with referees and stuff like that. But. Um, it's just I don't know how it's going to actually actually be police, how, how it's going to work. I think on a bad, on a big game where it's kind of getting a little bit heated and if a referee is a little bit too card happy with the sim bins, it could become a little bit of a farce, I think. But um, hopefully it's going to be a bit trial and error, really. We need to all, as clubs, try and work hard to see how it can kind of be a positive thing for the game as opposed to it just becoming a bit of a bit of a shambles really but um that's down to us as players and clubs and yeah it'll be interesting but there might be a couple of tactical ones if if, if the legs or the lungs are struggling towards the end of the game you know <laughs> no, <I> don't mean... <laughs> uh, right. uh, and finally uh, title contenders i mean uh, tell me who's going to be up there at the end of the season well so also we're going to be up there there's going to be saltash obviously they are they're they're flying. They're, they're on top of the Cornish sides last year, and they've um, they've been building a, a great squad there, and they've stuck together for a few seasons now. So they're going to be favourites. Helston, you obviously they're going to fancy themselves as well. So they're going to be up there. I think it's, it's going to be a competitive one actually, because Malzol are going to be strong. I saw Porth Levin had a great result um, last night against Helston Falmouth. Are a good size, so it's. I think that I think it could be literally a a pick from any of the, those sort of those sort of sides, really. Falmouth, Halston, Saltash, us, and Malzol. I think could be an interesting one, couldn't it? With all you know, an all Cornish based division is going to make it even more interesting. I think. That's it. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, I forgot Bobman. I didn't mean to forget Bobman. They're, they're gonna. They're, we weren't like Who? that. But they're, no, they're gonna. They're gonna be right up there as well. But yeah, no, it will. Be, it will be an interesting one. I'm looking forward to it. I wasn't sure what to make of it at start when I heard that it was going to happen. 
But um, I think now, now looking at sort of the squads that have been assembled from various other Cornish sides, I think it's going to be um, it's going to be a competitive season. Okay, that's great, Chris. Thanks for that. Right. I can that's let you right. go. I can let you go back to work now. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Always a good listen, uh, Chris Rusky. I reckon Rappo. Yeah, that's why I wanted to get him on, although I think he was avoiding my text messages at one stage, but um, (laughs) I got him in the end. (laughs) Yeah, got your man in the end, mate. Well done, mate. You've had a busy old week here, Dave, haven't you? Got some some um, great interviews. Yeah, so Sinostal, we've already touched on them really um, earlier on in the the programme. Chris Rusky, going to get a regular place, is he? Yeah, I think so, Dave. Good player, Chris, mate. And he keeps it ticking over, doesn't he, in, in the middle there. And good on the ball, mate. Keeps the ball. Good passer, mate. Good range of passing, short and long. Box to box, mate. Good player. Actually, also, also, if he does need a little break, like he said, he could always have a word with the referee, couldn't he? Oh, mate, I had to laugh at that, Dave. I was, I was thinking, it, honestly, you can tell Chris is an experienced player, because like, I, I thought that when they said about the Simbins, I, I loved it. You know, he said, oh, you could have a tactical Simbins. I, I was thinking that myself, mate. You know, if you're like 5 nil up with 20 minutes to go, it might not be a bad little time to, um, you know, have a little argument with the ref, isn't it? Have a little breather. But yeah, you you can tell he's uh, been around a bit, mate. He could start up a little business, couldn't he? And uh, and sort of think up little short sentences or phrases that players can use to get a sin bin. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's that's brilliant, mate. Yeah, but um, no, no, I think Chris, yeah, still a quality player, Dave. Any lot to offer, mate? I think um, think Mixon will be top six again, mate. I think. Okay. Right, so, um, now then, Robert, I'm going to spring a surprise on you now that you absolutely know nothing yeah. about. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> you... You're not going to ask me to sing, Dave, <laughs> <laughs> Anything but that. <laughs> you've got, uh, no, you've got an idea that we're going to use later on in the series where we're going to ask players various questions uh, and, and they want very quick answers back from them. Yeah. Now, I'm actually going to ask you 10 questions now. But they're all to do with the Peninsula (laughs) League, right? So you should know the answers to to all but all of them, really. But you need to be really quick. No hanging around trying to think of the answer. If you don't know it, you can have to pass. And um, we'll go from there. All right, are you ready? Oh, I'm going to embarrass myself here later. <laughs> <ain't I? laughs> That's the idea. God. That's the idea. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thanks are you ready? This, right. Here we go. Yeah. We are taking over your airwaves in three, two, one. one, one, one. Who's the new yeah. sponsor of the Peninsula League? Uh, some kitchen place. <sighs> what season did the Peninsula League start? Oh, crikey, mate. 2008? What season? Move on. 7-8 season. What is the occupation of the league's chairman, Steve Ware? Oh, I don't know, Dave. Fisherman. <laughs> Who finished top scorer? <laughs> <laughs> Who finished top scorer in the Premier Division last season of the Peninsula? Oh, was it Liam Eddy and... No, um... who is the highest all-time scorer in the South West Peninsula League? Oh, 
Oh, sorry, who's the eyes? Uh, uh, what, individual yeah, day? Yeah, sorry, player. Yeah. Or uh, player, Adam Cotter. Who scored a hat-trick at the Peninsula Charity Day on Sunday? Uh, Ryan Richards. Sordash won the Charity Bowl on that game, but who won the first ever back in 2007? Bob Min. Who are the two clubs to have taken promotion into the Western League as Peninsula champions? Uh, Exmouth and... Who from the Peninsula did the best in the FA Cup last season? From the Peninsula, um, which Peninsula (laughs) club won the Cornwall Charity Cup last season? Oh, St. Dennis. Correct. Your time is out, and you did absolutely Uh, abysmally. uh, Did I even get five? One, two, three. No, you didn't. Four by my oh, reckoning. No. Oh, that's cool, the, mate, isn't it? That's cool. The correct answers <laughs> will appear on yeah. Twitter at some stage uh, after Friday. Oh, okay, so... Oh, so no. Yeah. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Dear, 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 yeah. dear, dear. Right, okay. So. I meant to be a stato as well, mate, am <laughs> I? Okay, so... It's not over yet. One more to go. Interview, that is, not question, because we failed on that one. Um, it's a newbie to the Rapid Deeks Friday Fix. It's a big one as well. This man had to come on as everyone is tipping his club to do well. Who can it be? Got to be Ashy, mate, isn't it? Well, listen and you'll find out. <laughs> Welcome, Jake, as a newbie to the Rapid and Deeks podcast. We've not had you on before. What a pleasure. What an honour. <laughs> what, for me or you? <laughs> um, no, no, definitely for me. Although I'm disappointed I've only got one half of the double act. Yeah, sorry, he's he's busy at the moment, so... Yeah, I bet he is. Probably watching one of his 2,000 goals on YouTube somewhere, I suspect. 2005, isn't it, I think? Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> how are you settling into the role of... Now, is it manager or head coach or what at Mosul? Um, it, it's, the terminology is, is it doesn't really matter. You kind of you do, you're doing the same thing. I, I'm the managing the group, but we're coaching them as well. So um, so yeah, I put past just uh, just face face in charge of training sessions and matches, whatever you, however you want to term it. <laughs> <laughs> right, and and how did it all come about? I mean, was it pretty quick and and sudden, or was it something that had been going on for a little while, or what? No, it was very quick and very sudden. Um, it was I was um, I committed to, um, to to playing another season uh, with with Darren at Bodmin, um, and uh, you know, and I had every intention of doing that. Uh, and then this this came about. Um, I, I received a phone call from a kind of mutual acquaintance that said, um, you know, they were looking for someone to, to sort of just to give them a bit of advice, really, about the youth setup um, and uh, you know the academy and stuff, and it it just evolved evolved quite quickly um, and got me quite excited um, as well so it was really difficult to, to kind of go back on my word because that isn't the way I've ever operated really but it was just such a such a good opportunity for me to go and do something that I enjoy um, in terms of the coaching bit um, that it was it was too tough to, to turn down really um, the, the, the playing side for me um, my interest in playing has has probably not been there for, for a, a, a good long time I don't get excited or enthused about playing football um, and, and haven't for a little while really um, but the, the coaching side of it just I do it you know um, at school every day and 
and I, and I love it. I, it really gets me excited, and I, I really enjoy that element of managing and leading people. Um, so it, once that offer came about to do that, it was um, it was it was something that got me really excited. Now, someone has said to me that this is a full time job, but you've just mentioned your school, so presumably you're not full time at Mosul. No, no, not full time. No, we 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 train we train twice, and then obviously the match day. Um, as as everyone forewarned me, and I'm finding out quite quickly, um, it is a pretty much a full time job. <laughs> in as much as in as much as phone calls are trying to arrange friendlies and uh, and all sorts, of, you know, just speaking to people and, and planning what have you, it, it does take up an awful lot of your time. And until you make the transition from a player to a manager, you don't quite comprehend that because you play as a player, you you look after yourself, but you know, you, you just essentially just turn up for a training session, turn up for your games. But there's so much else that goes on outside that. Which which I really enjoy, um, but you know I'm finding out finding that out quite quickly. But yeah, no, it's only part time. Um, the club's brought brought Ben Harding in, uh, who, who is full time. Um, he's just started this week actually. Um, so he, his role is to work with the, with the full time professionals that that are, that are down in the in the house down in Penzance um, and, and and coach those guys every day. So we, we we've got good relationship and we're working closely together to kind of make sure that 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 we're saying and doing the same things at the moment but but no just part-time for myself all right perhaps that's where it got a bit confused with ben's being full-time but um yes okay uh, and probably doesn't help with people like me nagging you for interviews does it your time is spent uh, being chased up by everyone <laughs> no no it's no i i i you know i enjoy like I say i enjoy all those bits that that, that come with it and um Speaking to speaking to your good self, Dave. It's um, no, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> right. So, to those of us unsure uh, uh, what exactly the concept of what's happening at Mosul is, it to get players in? Well, I mean, the, the easy phrase would be to, for people to say, "Is it to get players in from anywhere in the world, almost, uh, and to endeavour them to get back into the pro game or to get a pro contract?" I mean, what in a nutshell is happening at Mosul? Yeah, well, you've 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 cracked it pretty much there, Dave. It's um, it's it's a setup to give young players an opportunity who can't haven't or haven't got the opportunity or can't quite get the opportunity to be in the full time game. Um, and it's it's a platform for them to continue having a full time training program, a very good one, um, and all the stuff that goes around it in terms of. Um, a strength and conditioning program. We're, we're really lucky to have Gareth O'Neill, who who is the strength and conditioning coach for the Pirates. Um, so he's working with our boys in that side of it. And then obviously they've got the the, the input from myself. Um, you, you know, the evenings and match days, and then and then Ben working with them every day um, with the intention of giving them a platform to to go and get back into the full time game because that's what they all want to do um and and we, but we can offer them you know in, in the meantime we can offer them a really high quality um full-time product that that, that will hopefully open open doors for them. and we want to improve them and we you know they're the, the way the boys have come down have engaged with the community and and they do coaching sessions with with, with the you know the academy teams and um you know they're they're they're, they're really kind of prominent in the local area and what they do we try and engage them as much as we can with with schools and and, and what have you so um so it's it, it's about giving them a platform to grow as players, but but equally as as, as people as well. And um, it's a really exciting model because I don't think there's probably many places in the country that have the the, the part time full time mix of players. Um, and the effect that the full time boys have on the part time boys in terms of mentality and the way they train is really noticeable. You know, it's they, they expect high standards, and and the boys that, that that the local lads that you know obviously the, the 
that, that just train twice a week, um, their standards go up with a full-time boy. So it's really quite powerful. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a new thing for me. Um, and we, we're trying, we're working really hard on making sure that the expectations of the full-time players um, are matched by the, the guys that are coming in. So, um, you know, the part-time boys that are coming in so that their kind of fitness levels, the full-time boys' fitness levels, the, the part-time boys are as close. They're never going to match them, but they're as close as they can be. So, um, you know, the style of play which we've got, which is central to the whole club, you know, that the whole club want to play in a certain way from the from the under eights, you know, in the, in the youth teams all the way through to the first team. So there's a there's a there's a transition, um, you know, in the way that we want to play, the, the players need to be fit and sharp and, um, you know, able to press and able to able to, to cover ground. So um, we, we've been looking at all their GPS stats. They're all hooked up to um, to, to, to GPS stuff when they play the game so we can track, you know, where they cut, what ground they're covering, where they are on the pitch top speeds all those all those interesting geeky stats which, which i'm quite enjoying um so yeah so it's it, it, it's a really exciting model and, and i'm really interested to see this year you know how it how it works out because it's you know it's, it's new for me so are they wired up for uh league games because that would be quite interesting to i mean uh it'd probably be quite stunning as to how many yards or meters whatever people run and all that sort of thing would it even at this standard it's- it's amazing, and and even in the preseason friendlies, um, a couple of the the, the, the full time boys and one of the part time boys actually um, are covering distances that you would expect to see a professional player uh, exceed. Sorry, uh, the, the 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 distance they're covering that you would expect a professional player to cover in a game. Um, I know one of the one of the boys in a preseason friendly the other day did 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 over thirteen and a half k um in a game which you know which says everything for his kind of fitness levels and, and desire and stuff so um yeah it's really interesting and you know those numbers are a great tool for us to monitor how the players are performing as well you know and ha- how they're progressing so we can use those to give them some some you know some kpis you know that you know do you, you should be covering more to ground or you should be um you should be sprinting more we get their heat maps of where they are on the pitch so again with the, with the way we want to play it's really telling us to you know what what part of the pitch that they're in are they in the right part um so it's a really it's a really useful tool for us um and you know the boys the boys buy into it and and they're really um they're really keen to look at the you know to look at the stats and 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 gareth you know as i mentioned before from the pirates is is, is drilling down into the numbers and kind of um you know explaining to the to, to us as a coaching group you know what they mean in context as well which is which is really important rather than the boys just going oh i run further than you um <laughs> yeah. you know so it's all relative to positions and what have you so yeah it, it, that, that side of it's really interesting and again it adds that layer to, for the full-time boys that that you know we're, we're, we're really kind of tracking um their physical performance as well um and making sure that they're kind of meeting the standards that that, that we need and then equally that they need then to, to make the step up that they want to make Mm. Now we know that football is, a, or especially management in football, is a pressure game. Um, mm-hmm. Is the pressure on you to get these lads into the pro game, or is it the pressure to win the Southwest Peninsula League? Uh, the, the 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 pressure's there definitely, and I, and I, I like that. And, I, and you know, the club are very um, the club are very ambitious, and you know they set very high standards, and that is why I. Did, took the role because uh, that appeals to me and I like that and I like being pushed and and you know I'm being asked questions um you know mentally uh, that that I've never you know been asked in football people have never kind of put to me um in a football environment so you know um so it, it, it's kind of the business model that, that that a lot of the people involved in the club have been really successful with uh, and kind of 
extrapolating that into the football world, which is, you know, which there's lots of parallels there. Um, so that's really exciting. So the pressure's there to to give the boys the best opportunity we can do to get them um, an opportunity. There isn't any um, particular kind of um, pressure that, that the X amount of boys have to make it. You know, there's so many factors that that affect that that it's you know it's 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 tough but obviously we want to give them the best opportunity they can but the pressure is definitely there for us to for us to do well on the pitch this year and be um you know near the top of the league and with you know full-time players and the coaching staff that we've got we should be so so yeah there's there's, there's an expectation there and, and you know we we like that we like that pressure and um yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm enjoying it well, everyone I've spoken to so far is tipping Mosul to either win the league or go very close to winning it. So, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, Are you good enough? Good enough to win the league? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe so. Um, we, you know, there's so many um, untangible things, referee decisions, the sim bins are going to be interesting. Um, you know, there's so many little fine margins, but we're trying to, we're trying to um, counter those fine margins by having a, a style of play and having a way of measuring the success of that style of play um, that, that, that should make us be successful. So, um, yeah, we, we absolutely should be at the top of the table and uh, near the top of the table. Um, and, and that's our expectation. And that's what we've, we've said as a group, um, we're not going to, we're not going to shout about it from the rooftops. We're not going to, um, go mad about, you know, what, 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 what we're going to do, but within the, within the camp and within the club, um, you know, yeah, we, we are, we've got high expectations. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. And of course, your first league game is back to well, where you started in Cornish senior football, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the fixture list was was quite interesting, really. Obviously, with that, and then obviously the uh, our next game is then a is then a trip to Bobbin as well. So um, it's a tough start, but um, you know, that's that, that that that's exciting. Those are the games that you want to test yourselves against. You know, the likes of uh, of, of Westy and, and James and, and Charlie, who have done just such a brilliant job down at Falmouth and. Um, you know, I've got a good relationship with those guys, so um, I'll, yeah, I'll love going. I'll love going down there, and, and for a lot of the boys, you know, who were playing in the in the East and West last year, you know, it's a step up in terms of grounds and, and pitches and what have you. So, you know, I think anyone that ever, you know, whatever level these boys want to play at, whatever level um, they get to, you know, it's a it's a it's an impressive fam, it's an impressive place to go and play football, and um, I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll relish it and enjoy it. And then Bobbin, obviously, the Saturday after will be a different test and. And, and you know the, um, I've got a lot of time and a lot of respect for, for Gilby and what he tries to do every single year and his, you know his desire to win is just unparalleled um, so yeah two, t- two tough ones and two funny ones for me personally but you know that's that that's an irrelevance really it's just about trying to put all the work that we've, we've put in in pre-season to then go and put it into a competitive game and we've got um We've got a really tough one on Saturday. We're, we're off up to Tiverton, um, and, and we've, you know, and I've made the decision to to tinker quite a lot and, and look at different players um, because I don't know a lot of the boys. Um, so I, I've probably chopped and changed a bit more than than I would have I would have wanted to. But I, I wanted to look at everyone and look at what, what they what they can do. Um, so we, we we've changed a lot in the pre-season friendly. So Saturday we'll, we'll we'll look to go, you know, with a with a strong side and and, and a side that will probably be close to or, or similar to the one that will play against Falmouth just to try and get a bit of rhythm so I'm excited to see that group together um, there's lots of lots of talent um, you know, we've just got to find a way to, to, to harness that talent and um, be successful 
Uh, and one final question, Jake, uh, and, and that is, at the moment, there's a lot of talk about Mosul and Truro City forming a, a sort of a link-up. Is, is there any truth in the suggestion that perhaps the likes of James Lorenz is going to be with you soon or not? And uh, to, to, totally honest with you, Dave, I, 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 I don't know. Um, I, I know that there's discussions going on in place and they've asked us for suggestions um, and, and, and advice with, with regards to players. Um, so there's, there's definitely a relationship there, as, you know, as we try and have with, with any club, I mean, especially club like Truro and the stats that they are and position they are in the, in the pyramid. So um, be, beyond that, I, I, I don't know what's going on in the background. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid I can't really <laughs> I can't really help you on that one much. Now, that's not me being evasive. I, I, I genuinely um, yeah, I genuinely don't really know other than the fact that I know discussions are, are going on between the two and, and, and advice is being, being given. But um, yeah, in terms of actual players, nothing's been, nothing's been said yet. OK, and, and now I've pulled you away from doing some important vital work at home I think what are you doing at the moment no do you know what it's not actually at home I, I oh, it's said. not at um, home oh my god no it's not no it's not at home it's no you're trying to get me in trouble here no it is at work <laughs> um we we um we just uh one of our local community clubs um at Perrin College are uh are needing a bit more storage um so I'm helping them just lending a helping hand um putting up a putting up a storage shed for them to put their footballs and, and bibs away just as just out of the kindness of my heart I'm looking across at him now actually a guy called Andrew Simmons. He's the chairman at Fans United. He's, he's soldiering on on his own. He's looking a bit bit befuzzled at me from my lack of help. So, right, so very popular with it. I think that's a cue to, for me to release you back to your more important duties. Get that set up, and then get Absolutely. over to your family and, and children and, and enjoy yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Okay, thanks, Jay. All the best All right. for the season. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Speak soon. I'm sure. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. Your Cornish podcast. <laughs> What do you make of all that? GPS tracking. I like that idea, don't you? No, not really, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Glad it wasn't around in my day, Dave. <laughs> it probably wouldn't yeah. register any distance for you. No, you'd probably see that his rappos even turned on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been all right on the sprinting stats, mate, but the actual running around wouldn't have been too great, I don't think, mate. Yeah, so thank you, didn't it? But... Um, we got a little yeah. bit of an insight, I think, as to what the the, the idea is down at Mosul, because there's a lot of people, me included, that we're not quite sure uh, what the idea is. So uh, we know a little bit more now, don't we? Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, yeah. Good, good job for Jake, mate. Really, I mean, he's. I mean, shame to hear that he doesn't get any pleasure out of playing anymore. But once you've had a career like that, mate, you know, it, it's hard to get motivated, Dave, isn't it? Once you've sort of done it all like Jake has, mate. And, you know, what what a great... I can't believe we haven't had him on, mate. <laughs> Probably, is there a bigger legend, mate, in Cornish football? <laughs> I mean, can't believe Jake hasn't been on. But, um, no, mate, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good good that Jake's got Ben Hard in there full-time in that day, isn't it? Because, you know, he's got a young family and everything, Jake. So, you know, obviously, he want to do the job 100% properly like he does, you know, with everything. So, it's uh, pretty time-consuming, mate, isn't it, the management side, I think. Yeah. OK, so, uh, yeah, best of luck, Jake. And uh, as I said yeah. to him, no doubt we'll be catching up with him later in the season and... Um... And hearing how he does down there in at Tr was it Trungle Park? Yeah, Trungle Park. Exciting times, mate. Then there, mm. unbelievable, Dave, isn't it? The sports science day, though, mate. The GPS, and yeah. I think all we ever had, mate, at Falmouth was a banana <laughs> off Trevor, mate. I think mean. <laughs> 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 unbelievable, mate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure how to respond to that, but. Uh... 
<laughs> right, so we can't finish uh, without, like they do on Match of the Day and all that sort of thing, um, perhaps ending up with our top six. Uh, right, so shall we start in reverse order? Um, yeah. So sixth place. Uh, I've gone for Sonos all day. Ooh. I've gone Newkey. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, mate. So, sorry, mate. I'm jotting these down as you're saying it, so so, so I can uh, at the end of the season mate, throw it back at each other. Mate. Okay. Um, so fifth, fifth. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. mate. Fifth, I've gone for Bobmin. Oh, I for, oh yeah, I've forgotten Bobmin completely. Oh, right, you've gone for Bobmin. I've gone, I've gone for Falmouth Town. Have you? Well, yeah, well, I've, I've gone for Falmouth Fourth, mate, actually. Right, I've gone... F- Sorry, Westy. I've, go- <laughs> I've gone for Sinostal. Sorry, Chris Knight. Sorry, mate. <laughs> uh, third for me, mate, is Salt Ash. Ooh. Third for me is Helston Athletic. Ooh, Mass will be tough for that, mate, won't it? Um, second, mate, it's tough, mate. I, I think the top... Well, all of them really make top four or five, but but I've, I've just gone for Mausel, mate. Yeah, Ami, second runners up, Mausel. Yeah. So that leaves you've gone with. You've you've gone South Ashton, wasn't it, Dave? Haven't you? No, there's there's fourteen other sides in the <laughs> South Western League that it could be. <laughs> no, yeah, I've gone for Alston, mate. I, I just think if the front two can stay fit and. You know, I'm a big fan of Brokes and Slates, mate. And, you know, I think if Mass needs to, mate, you know, you can add to that, can't he, at any time. And, you know, the BTs are there and all, mate, and they? And just think it's a hell of a side, mate. But, but you know, some great competition, mate, with, with the with the other clubs, isn't there? But, so you, but yeah, yeah, so you've gone uh, for Helston, I've gone for, for Saltash. So just read out your, your 1-6 to six again for us. Yeah, one one to six, mate. In in order, Dave is Halston, Mausel, Saltash, Formouth, Bobmin, St Austell. Okay, and I've gone with Saltash, Mausel, Halston, St Austell, Falmouth, and Newquay. Um, yeah, Newquay's my dark horse, Dave. Have you, have you got a dark horse, mate? Uh, no, not really. Uh, well, actually, no. my dark horse could be Port Levin. I've seen them play yeah, uh, right, a couple of times this season, yeah. and they've got they they're building quite a nice little footballing sort of side down there, squad down there. So, um, yeah. so my dark horse uh, is Port Levin, but um, yeah, this is the opportunity. Good luck, Blakey, mate. Yeah. good luck. He's took the step up. They even took the step up. And yeah, good luck to him, mate. And, and this is the opportunity for other people, perhaps, to get involved with us. Um, if you've got your yeah. top six, let us know. Um, Twitter, email, um, text. Uh, you can leave a voice message on the uh, Anchor uh, app that we use. Um, don't forget. If you're listening to this, this is a good opportunity to say this. If you're listening to this for the very first time, and if you want to make sure you don't miss any in the future, all you have to do is search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football on your favourite podcast platform, all right? Have you got that, Rapper? Yeah, I think so, Dave. Understood that? <laughs> right. Trying to write, write a bit faster, you know. But... <laughs> okay, so... Um... Of course, Rapu, um, before we think about where we're playing, or playing, watching on Saturday, um, there's free entry, don't forget. Truro City against Helston on Friday night, tonight when this podcast is going out. Um, Free entry for everyone. So, um, you know, get along there, have a look. 
Yeah, worth a look, Dave, isn't it? Nice, nice gesture, mate. I mean, I think the clubs are in charge in like a tanner, aren't they, for pre-season yeah, games? Tell me so, about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Bit, I think, to be honest, mate, I think pre-season, mate. Why don't Why don't they charge a fiver, mate, and get a few more through the gate? And you know, people still buy teas and burgers and all, mate, won't mm. they, and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I'd, I'd rather see. 500 people paying a fiver than 250 paying a tenner, Dave, wouldn't mm, you? That's right. To be honest. But, yeah, I don't know, mate. But, but no, no, nice, you know, at least, uh, at least the club's uh, made this one free, mate. Hopefully there'll be a, a decent crowd there, mate. And a good match, mate, hopefully, yeah. mate. You know, Alston against yeah. Scotland, mate. 7.45 kick-off for anyone that fancies going along. It's, uh, it's free entry at the turnstiles. Are you taking any games in this weekend or not? Are you working or what? Yeah, no, mate. We've got uh, got the family coming down from Scotland Day Thursday night okay. for a quick. Uh, just, yeah, okay, <laughs> the new mate. Just until uh, Sunday, mate. So, so I've got to take the brother-in-law to a game. I thought I'd take him to watch Jack, mate. You know, he's he's just signed for Penryn, and they've got a sticker, mate. So, I think uh, I've been really enjoying watching Penryn actually. Dave playing some lovely football and. And Jack scored his tenth goal, mate, oh, in pre-season yeah, yeah, last yeah. night. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, pleased for him, mate. After being out for a year, so yeah, I'll probably go and watch that one, mate. Keep it in the family, mate. Right. Okay. So um, that's it then. What, what about yourself, Dave? What about yourself? Uh, well, Sunday I will probably take in the Dave Gardner Trophy games, the last, yeah, last good old round of those matches. Um, Saturday, yeah. I'm undecided at the moment, so um, not even sure yeah. what there is. A couple of big games next week, though, isn't there? Yeah. I've just like jotted down. I know we'll probably talk about it again, but Wednesday night, mate, Nuki Elston. Yeah. Be a cracker, That's mate. That's right. And next Saturday, mate, Bogman Mayfield, mate. Like, I think you've already mentioned it with Jake, yeah. you're going back to Bogman for his first game. So, cracking games coming up, mate. Yeah, mate. some good games. It's going to be a good season. What do you think yeah. of this all Cornish... Um, Peninsula Division, uh, Premier Division, for it or against it? No, I like it, Dave. I, you know, call me old school, mate. You know, but I, I like the old sort of, you know, because there's plenty of good teams in Cornwall, mate. I, I know we'll miss, you know, obviously, you know, the, the Devon sides. You know, I mean, I used to like going to sort of Appledore and Clist and all that back in the day, like Dave, you know. But um, but no, I think there's, you know, I like the fact there'll be a lot of local derbies and. All the Cornish teams. Well, I think I think it'd be fine, mate. I think it'd be. I think it'd turn out good, mate. Yeah. And of course, we will keep yeah. in touch with Millbrook and Tor Point, who are in the yeah. East Division. So uh, we won't forget about them completely, even if uh, they didn't make it into the charity cup draw uh, this week. So. Um, yeah, shame. Shame, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So we're right out of time. This is the first episode done and dusted. Yeah, um, you, do you reckon it's gone okay or not? Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed it, Dave. Um, it goes quick, mate, doesn't it, the old hour? Uh, always good to speak to you, mate. Always good to speak to you. And look forward to this season, mate. Yeah, you can get get back to Shirley in the garden there, all right? <laughs> yeah, the sun's just come out for us, <laughs> mate, so... <laughs> Cheerio! Cheers, Dave. Have a good weekend, mate. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Your Cornish Walker Podcast.